This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Uh, today is Tuesday, April 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, while Minneapolis is more than 1,100 miles away, the city of Philadelphia is preparing for what will happen in the trial of Derek Chauvin, the police officer who pressed his knee into George Floyd's neck. The jury was sent off to begin deliberating after nearly a full day of closing arguments on Monday. They are set to resume today. Philadelphia's local leaders said they are expecting peaceful protests, but will will be bracing for potential looting and rioting following a verdict in the case. Governor Tom Wolf declared a disaster emergency and deployed a thousand Pennsylvania National Guard members this week at the request of Mayor Jim Kenney. <clears throat> Last summer, the city saw peaceful protests but also experienced looting and rioting in response to the video of Floyd's death in police custody. The city saw unrest again when Walter Wallace Jr. was fatally shot by police in West Philadelphia. In South Philadelphia at the Quaker Master Plaza, crews were uh, sealing up up the Verizon and the Children's Place clothing store on Monday on Aramingo Avenue. Dozens of businesses already boarded up. Aside from National Guard presence, the Emergency Operations Center is fully staffed to receive calls. Mental health professionals are there to determine how to best respond to some cases. Former Vice President Walter F. Mondale, a liberal icon who lost the most lopsided presidential election after bluntly telling voters to expect a tax increase if he won, died Monday. He was 93 years old. The death of the former senator, ambassador, and Minnesota attorney general was announced in a statement from his family. No cause was cited. Mondale followed the trailblazed by his political mentor, Hubert Humphrey, from Minnesota politics to the U.S. Senate and the vice presidency, serving under Jimmy Carter from 1977 to 1981. In a statement, on Monday night, Carter said he considered Mondale the best vice president in our country's history. He added, Fritz Mondale provided us all the model for public service and private behavior. Mondale's own try for the White House in 1984 came at the height of Ronald Reagan's popularity. His selection of Representative Geraldine Ferraro of New York as his running mate made him the first major party presidential nominee to put a woman on the ticket, but his declaration that he would raise taxes helped define the race. On election day, he carried only his home state and the District of Columbia. The electoral vote was uh, 525 to 13 for Reagan, the biggest lopsided in the Electoral College since Franklin Roosevelt defeated Alf Landon in 1936. I did my best, Mondell said, the day after the election and blamed no one but himself. A human rights activist is pleading for the safe return of her 10-month-old dachshund puppy after he was stolen in a parking lot, mm. uh, a hotel parking lot in Philadelphia on Thursday afternoon. Fatima Gull was leading a human rights walk and was gone for about an hour when she returned to her RV. Gull discovered someone had broken into the vehicle that was parked at the Holiday Inn Express Philadelphia Penn's Landing parking lot. The locks were taken off of the doors. She said there was no scratches, lead, uh, leading them to believe that someone had done the, the person who'd done this uh, had done it before. However, everything inside the RV was flipped upside down and the dog was gone. Philadelphia Police Central Detectives Division is investigating the incident. An employee at the Holiday Inn Express Penn's Landing insisted there are no outside surveillance cameras and that there were multiple signs posted in the parking lot warning guests that the hotel is not responsible for theft. Do you know if the canine uh, group employs undercover dogs, Kathy, to go in and try to get information? (laughs) I don't think so. Oh, okay. What is this cat doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys? 
<laughs> Gull said she stopped her human rights walk, which spanned from New York to Washington, D.C., wow. uh, in order to post flyers in Philadelphia to find her puppy. Gull is offering a $3,000 reward. She said uh. someone can anonymously drop uh, the dog off at a local animal shelter with no questions asked. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers lost to the Golden State Warriors 107 to 96 last what night in South Philly. Steph Curry hit 10 three-pointers and scored 49 points in the win. Curry's three that tied the game at 86 all gave him 11 straight games with 30 or more points, topping Kobe Bryant for the most by any player 33 or older. Curry also had the longest 30-point game streak by a Warriors player since Wilt Chamberlain in 1964. Up next for the Sixers is another game at home against the Phoenix Suns tomorrow night, and tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. The Phillies lost to the San Francisco Giants 2-0 last night at the ballpark. Phillies hitters went 0-for-8 with runners in scoring positions and left 11 men on the base. The loss dropped the Phillies to 8-8 on the season, while the Giants, managed by former Phils manager Gabe Kapler, improved to 10-6. The Phils have been shut out twice in their last six games. The series continues tonight. Zach Wheeler will get the start game time is at 7.05. Last night's game went on as scheduled, even though the team placed three players and two coaches on the COVID-19 protocol uh, list earlier in the day. The Phils now have eight uniform personnel in protocol. Three members of the coaching staff were placed in protocol on Friday, and pitchers Jose Alvarado and Matt Moore and infielder Ronald Torres were placed on the list yesterday. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kath. Got a little rattle in your throat there this morning. Uh, you know what? It's been a couple days, yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, You're taking opera lessons, I know. No, yeah. I think it's um, uh, sinuses. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the pollen. It's that time. You, yeah. You remind yep. me of uh, Jamie Apote uh, from 6ABC. Oh, really? You know, yeah, she's got that kind of little <laughs> you know, they're, they're buzz, raspy you know. voice. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah she lives yeah. down the street from oh, me. Yeah, nice. All right, well, hang in there, Kat. Yeah, thanks. Thoughts and prayers. Prayers. Yeah. Kathy Romano's <laughs> rattly throat this morning. This Please morning, pray for me. Kathy Romano had a little bit of a frog in her throat. <laughs> a nation mourns. <laughs> Uh, Well, happy Tuesday to everyone. Uh, We're going to make it that much more happy with money to be given away. That's the theme. It has been as of late. We have the Presidency Money Clip Contest. 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., your chance to win with just us, and then it goes on through the day. So get yourself set. We also have a guest on the program today. His name is Brian Scary. Uh, he is with National Geographic's Secret of the Whales, a four-part Disney Plus original series. The trailer looks awesome. I was watching some stuff about the making of it, Preston. I mean, fascinating creatures. Well, it's direct- fascinating. And it's directed by James Cameron. It's narrated by Sigourney Weaver. So it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty it's cool. The real deal. Yeah. So uh, and we've been we've been talking to some of the, uh, the National Geographic types lately, and uh, there's interesting stuff. I'm now. so down that whole, like, Discovery Plus and that Geo and all that. All, you know, the stuff that I refuse to, oh, you're charging more for this? Yeah. yeah. But I love it. But now you got it, right? I love, you love it. it. So. Yeah. Uh, so we will chat with Mr. Scary later on this morning. Scary. Scary. Ooh. Uh, I S- did the special about words. It's S-K-E-R-R-Y, but scary. <laughs> uh, so we have that and uh, many other things to get to today. Oh, it's uh, Tuesday. That means tattoos. Ooh. We have a chance for you to win a President Steve Tattoo on Tat Tuesday. You just text the word tattoo, and I'll see if I can say tattoo one more time. <laughs> Uh, you could win a $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So get on that now. 
Uh, we also have, there was something else I was going to mention. You wrote that note down and it threw me off for a second here, Case. But I am going to mention that. But, ah, what the ah, hell? hell? It's 420 today. <laughs> yeah. Well, smoke up, Johnny, and enjoy yourself. So uh, I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit. No, there, damn it, there was another thing. Did um, it have to do with uh, oh. what's on the show for today? Uh, yeah, it did. I don't remember Our what it was. heads are falling off. That's what it was. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll remember 30 seconds after I hit this commercial <laughs> yeah. and try to remind you what it is when we get back. But we will return. We'll have a stupid question and the entertainment report coming up. All right. Back in a moment. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Okay, so, oh, by the way, we had a texter that checked in and said, I'm tuning in for the Shire Sillies between 8 and 10. <laughs> it was uh, Gandalf in the morning. Yeah, 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 out of New Zealand. Yeah, so, uh, no, sorry, that's uh, it's we're, we're back to Preston oh, and Steve. Oh, my prayer contest. Yes. Which is not prior to the last commercial break. Just remembered that, yeah. Uh, let me see here. I, yeah, let me do this question. And uh, the super question, we have a $50 Metro Diner gift card, gift card that we're going to give away. So here is the question. Um, let's see if, mm, this mm-hmm. might be kind of a tough one. All right, which, what was the first automaker in the world to make power steering standard on its entire line of cars? I don't think that's too difficult. So this is a, um, this is a, yeah, what, what, uh, what make of car? Uh, as in, this is a specific. What, what brand or what, what model? What would you call, would you call that a brand? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah I would call yeah, that a yeah, brand. That is a make. Yes. That's a make. Okay. A make, make and not model. a model. Yeah, yeah correct. that All is right. a make. It's so a what, make. What make of vehicle make. do you have to make? Make. What make of vehicle was the first <laughs> automaker in the world? What? Yeah, you have to make. What is that from? It's from it's the Goldbergs. From the Goldbergs. <laughs> so she goes to put two two fingers in her yeah in in her fist yeah. when they have to poop. Did she you goes, make? Do you have to make? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyhow, let's see uh, if you know which automaker was the first in the world to make a power steering standard on its entire line of cars. Two one five two six three WMMR. Why did power steering used to go out all the time on cars? Like what? What was that? It was not as good. Power steering was different. You know, we may have to ask that question later on because, the, you, you know, you have a little bit of resistance in your steering wheel now. But in the true power steering, like you could take your pinky yes. and spin the wheel around and yeah. there was like no resistance to it at all. It was it was too much. Well, you, ever, remember, you ever drive a car without power steering? Yes, I have. Oh, yeah. I had, oh, like, yeah. biceps when I was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had, uh, we had an old like 1980 Toyota Corolla that had no power steering on it and when you had to, when you're sitting still <laughs> and say so you had to pull out <laughs> of, of, of <laughs> a, a, you know, with the wheel turned, you had to you yeah, had to pull like an underarm, <laughs> left arm thing around this way. And you can hear the wheels going. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see if you know the answer. Call now. I'm going to go through some birthdays while we're waiting for that. Today is April 20th, 4:20. Hey, and it's Carmen Electra's birthday today. Carmen Electra, 
Uh, was on Baywatch. She was. For a bit there. She was a, a, prin- a prince protege, yes? She was. What's she her t- actual name? It's uh, Shannon something? No, it's uh, Tara Lee Patrick. Okay. And he, yeah, he tried to get a music career started right. with her. Because I remember, I was a music director at the time. We had a big Carmen Electra poster <laughs> in my boss's office. Because she was stunningly beautiful. But the song was just, Yeah, yeah. It was a great poster. And it was, Prince was kind of behind. Right, I remember that. her started, yeah. Like, uh, like he did with a number of other uh, women. But Apollonia she, she went so on to, uh, she, she was actually pretty good in some of the comedy movies that yeah. she was in. Yeah. yeah, she's 49 today. And her and. Um, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, but there was wait. Oh, uh, and uh, they Dave had Navarro, Dave Navarro as well. That's yeah. what I was thinking. She of. likes unique looking guys. Jessica Lang has birthday today. She's an Academy Award winner. First uh, time I saw her was in the King Kong remake. Yeah, I remember, remember that? that. Yeah, uh, there was a part where he kind of takes her top off. Right, oh. kind of for me. You don't want to get that, finger blasted by King Kong. At that time, was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cape Fear, Big Fish, Postman, Always Rings Twice, uh, Tootsie, lots of movies. I She's seventy two. She won the Oscar for. Was it Tootsie or Francis? Francis. I don't know. All right. I do not know, sir. I don't know. Uh, Ryan O'Neill also his birthday. Wow, he's 80 years old today. Ryan O'Neill. <sighs> I- I've always liked Ryan O'Neill, but he is a mess. Yeah, and, he is and, a and mess. has been for years. He was a bad dad. Drug problems, Drug anger problems. problems. Ang- the whole damn thing. Yeah. Uh, love Story, Paper Moon. He's uh, Peyton Plays. He was only goes back to that on Tatum TV. O- Tatum O'Neill Preston tells the story. He was legitimately um, angry at her success. In the beginning, it was like, oh, my daughter's in the movies. Right. And then it's like... Like, oh, she's getting Oscar noms. Mm-hmm. This is not, I don't like this. Yeah, yeah, this strange guy. Uh, George Takei. Hey. Mr. Sulu from Star Trek has been in this very studio. Nice super nice, guy. Super nice you guy. You are a douchebag. And that would be him. Uh, <laughs> and he is 84 years old today. He is a spry 84 years old. Do you know who I really enjoyed as well was his husband, Brad, who could not have been nicer. He was, was in the nice. studio. Yeah. So cool. And did uh, he and um, uh, Shatner mend fences? They're mended-ish. Okay. Yeah. Because it got contentious for a while, right? And and I think George was taking some of the stuff that Bill was saying pretty, you know, he was taking it to heart. Yeah. But, I mean, like, Takei uh, showed up at the, I think he showed up at the Shatner roast. Hmm. And, you know, so there's, 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 I mean, listen, they share, they share a thing that is yeah. larger than pop culture. Yeah. No reason to fight. Uh, you also have uh, Crispin Glover celebrating ah! a birthday. Don't need money. Yeah. Don't take back, singing. back to future. Back to the future. Uh, River's Edge is a movie I always dug. You know what I liked him in, too? Was the, uh, the Charlie's Angels movie. Oh, yeah, he was the, the villain. Creepy thin guy. Like, like very, and he was like all in black and yeah. like, like like jet black hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 57 today. Don Mattingly, uh, the uh, New York Yankees, uh, former player. I have is, his rookie card. Do you really? Yeah, I don't know if it's worth anything because I don't know if any baseball cards are worth anything anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, that was one that I paid way too much for in 1988. Did you eventually eventually fire your uh, baseball card broker? <laughs> Classic collectibles <laughs> and Gateway Shopping Center? Yeah, that was... Uh, Nick, Nick, come in, I got a good one. <laughs> they, uh... They retired on the amount of money I gave them. Mattingly is 60 today. Joey Lawrence. Whoa! 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 Uh, Blossom and Give Me a Break played Joey on both of those shows. And, and then uh, did he have a show called Joey? He for did, a yes. Yeah. He had a show with who was he with? From uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, yeah, I. Was his wife? I, I uh, Melissa. Uh, McCarthy. No. <laughs> no. And uh, he has other brothers, too. Wasn't it Melissa Wait. something? It is. Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa yeah. Joan Hart. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart! 
Uh, he is 45 today. Andy Circus played Gollum, voice of uh, Gollum, obviously. Playing and, Alfred in The Batman. Uh, yep, and he has his place in the MCU, too, as uh, the, the character Claw. I, that character is great, man. Yeah. And he does, so he does, he teaches actors how to do motion capture stuff. Yes. Because he was the guy who de- who basically created it. Yep, uh, he is 57. Uh, Shamar Moore, Criminal Minds, that's my wife's crush. Uh, on that guy, he's stunningly good looking. He's, uh, uh, he, he's criminally good looking. Fifty one today. I mean, knock it the f off. And then uh, another looker, if you will, Miranda Kerr, supermodel. She is thirty eight years old today. All right, we're going to see if we oh. can get an answer to the stupid question. Oh, did I Sorry, one? no, no oh, I just found one for you. Uh, last second. It's Portnoy's birthday oh. today. Oh. Mike Portnoy. Lives out Bethlehem Way. 54, uh, Preston. Turns 54 years old today. And I just was uh, Zach, our buddy, our resident prog rock god, uh, Zach, who works in our imaging department. He does all of the, the promos and things you hear on MMR. I was telling me that Liquid Tension Experiment had us a new album out. I think it came out last week or maybe it comes out this week. Oh, God. And it's one of his, you know, collaborations with these unbelievable... Prog musician. Zach is is the prog expert to end oh, all yeah. experts, and some of the stuff he'll play for you will fry your hair. But uh, so Portnoy, I think, would be a regular on our show if it started at four in the afternoon. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He he is. He doesn't work with mornings. <laughs> not at all. He does yeah. not work at all with mornings. Uh, but nonetheless, happy birthday to Mike Portnoy, one of the great rock drummers. And uh, let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. And we want to know uh, who the first automaker in the world to make a power steering standard on its entire line of cars. And I will go to Melissa. Hi there, Melissa. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. We were just saying your name, Melissa. Um, what is the answer? What make of car are we talking about? Uh, the GM Cadillac. Cadillac. Hey. You got it. Hang on a second, Melissa. We'll get you info. Yep, Caddy made their entire, they were the first car automaker to have their entire line uh, be equipped with power steering. So you got it right. We're going to give you a $50 Metro Metro Diner gift card, share breakfast, lunch, or dinner with uh, family and friends at your local Metro Diner or order online for curbside pickup or contactless delivery. And you can enjoy classics like fried chicken and waffles, steak and scramble bowl, and more. Visit MetroDiner.com to view their menu. We had a Cadillac at one point in time in my family. It was gigantic. It was (laughs) gigantic. Huge, biggest car I've ever seen. So the biggest car we ever had as a family was a company car that we had when we were in California. It was present at the height and size that you could get of a Lincoln Continental. Yeah. So I mean, it was so effing huge. I used to have to call my father in the front seat. They're still big. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The the current models. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I haven't been out to check one out in a while. All right. I have some entertainment stories to pass along to you. We'll start with uh, Prince William and Harry. They appear to be healing their rift. According to reports, uh, Harry and William had uh, spoken for hours after laying their grandfather, uh, Philip, to rest. Uh, Prince Philip Harry had returned to the U.K., of course, for the first time since leaving uh, for the funeral. An insider told the son it's not known what was said behind closed doors and when the cameras were turned off, but it's unfathomable, unfathomable to think Megan didn't say that, yeah. and Oprah did not come uh, did not come up. You know what I think worked in this? I heard this from uh, some of the British press press, and is that the Queen actually ordered them to play the name game. Oh, really? had them talking again. But not enough. Not enough. <laughs> 
William, William, Bo William. Let's be friends. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, You're getting cheered up. It's, a, it's uh, such I'm, a beautiful I'm song. Catching Kathy's thing. Uh, Harry and William appeared uh, cordial as the cameras rolled, and that seemed to pave the way for Charles to join them when everyone had left. Now, after the funeral, William and Harry were seen talking outside, and lip readers said that William told Harry that the service was great, to which Harry replied that it was what he wanted. It was it was as he wanted it. He replied, Manischewitz hummus dog. <laughs> so it wasn't a very good lip reader. I don't think he's, yeah. yeah. I think maybe you should try and do something <laughs> else to which William life. responded, Manischewitz Cadillac dog. Uh, Harry was expected to return to California on Monday, but is reportedly delaying his return to celebrate Queen Elizabeth's 95th Are you birthday. at monkey jugs? <laughs> Uh, Selma Blair covers the latest town and country, and inside, the 48-year-old spoke openly about the effects of her multiple sclerosis diagnosis on her life. An unexpected saving grace has been makeup, she says. She said, I've been made up by some of the most famous makeup artists since I started acting, and I felt so transformed by their makeup that I really did become a different person. It was a superpower to me, and I mean this. Uh, makeup is not trivial to me. If anything moves the needle for me in my life, even before my diagnosis or challenges, it's my gorgeous war paint. <laughs> She's doing phenomenally well. So, I, yeah, she, I've seen her in a number of pictures where she looks totally glammed up. But just in general, her bounce back, she was at a point where she was fairly immobile. And I've seen stuff, you know, more recently where she's moving around and seems to be getting back to her old self. She said that uh, while she's lost a lot of her fine motor skills, uh, she said, I don't mind if my muscles get caught at the intersection of a slow brain signal. I just want those words to come from my lips covered in Chanel gloss. Uh, Blair hopes to serve as an inspiration to other disabled people. She said, I'm aware of my challenges uh, affect other hopeful or isolated people, and a few of them may be joyful snobs like me. I'm very comfortable in my body, mostly because I am now making a deeper positive connection with it. I'm fascinated by this body and this life. I am humbled and pleased to be an insp- any inspiration for people. You know, I like to see she's uh, really good friends with Sarah Michelle Geller, and they post stuff together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, that's a uh, that's an inspiring friendship. Yeah. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Maluma Maluma may have been spotted at the same opening at the Good Time Hotel in Miami on Friday. Yes. But there's nothing more than a friendship there, even though... It's a friendship. Yes, they are both single. I have no idea. I don't know who the hell Maluma is. I have no idea. I don't know know who Maluma is. is. Isn't that Moana's uncle? Uh, Moana, Maluma, Maluma, Moana. Uh, He looks like some sort of trendy, hunky, modely type uh, fashion dude. Yeah, I'm not wearing a shirt under my jacket. You spell his name (laughs) M-A-L-U-M-A if you want to look it up. An insider told Page Six the pair were happy to see each other, but their interaction was just friendly. A separate source added they are just friends, have a lot of mutual friends in common. It's nothing romantic. No porn tape just yet. She apparently is being heavily courted by A-listers, having been dubbed the most eligible billionaire bachelorette following her split from Kanye. Are there a whole bunch of eligible billionaire bachelorettes? I was wondering the same yeah. thing myself, Steve. I mean, yeah, what kind of list is that? People are reaching out through mutual friends and people that she worked with to set her up with everyone, from royal family members to A-list actors to athletes to billionaire CEOs, a source said. Do you know the mechanism of security around them? I was reading up the process about going just to visit her or to, to visit anybody in the uh, quote-unquote 
Kardashian-Jenner compound. Like, you have to be pre-interviewed, and then you have to go off to a, s- a secondary location for a I believe a it. COVID test, and then all of this stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, elaborate. They have, they have people, you know, yeah. breaking into their All the time. So, yeah. uh, so apparently she's... Uh, uh, she is not, per reports, looking to dive back into the game quite yet. So, and, and do we know who Moana is yet? Is it, uh, I mean... He's an artist. Steve. He's an artist. Like a Maluma. visual artist? Yeah. Or... He's, he's got almost 60 million followers on Moana? Instagram. So, Maluma. Maluma? Don't, you, don't put him in a category, yeah. Casey. He's, yeah. a, he's an artist unto himself. Okay. Ah, okay. He uh, wrote the script for Mac and Me. Well, <laughs> I mean, listen, an artist is also an actor and a singer and a... Yeah, I just he, didn't know what his medium was. He does it all. He's, he works, a, he's he, a Colombian singer. Oh, oh, okay. He's a singer. I thought he was a dancer. I thought he was a dancer. No. No, no, he was a no dancer. she was a dancer. Jinx, oh, my God. Stop. 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 <laughs> uh, he works in uh, Plato case. That is his art. Uh, we're moving on to Chloe now. She's uh, pushing back at yet another online troll. Uh, the 36-year-old Enough! A shot of her outfit before heading out with her five sisters for a night on the town. She dressed in a space-inspired cat suit and captioned it Avatar. Meow. Well, <laughs> well, one... Uh, while most responded positively, one wrote, and I do like this comment, it said, if insecurity was a person. Mm. Well, Chloe hit back, writing, baby girl, you have to look in the mirror. Only insecure people tear other people down. I'm sending you so much love, health, and happiness. I'm sorry that you're hurting. I wonder if that's baby true. Doll. <laughs> I wonder if that's true, though. I mean, it's a story that I tell myself whenever you get like some sort of nasty comment or like, oh, I wonder what's going on. I wonder if anybody out there who will continually tear people down is actually having a pretty good life. You know what I mean? It's like, quite possible. Well, yeah. and, and here's what I love, too. So <laughs> yeah. as she writes this, as she writes this thing, she's going, I'm sending you so much love, health, and happiness. You know on the other side of the phone she's going, F you. This bitch. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this bitch. I'm going to take her down a notch. Uh-huh. Sending you all the love and happiness in the world. I'm sorry that you're hurting. So, listen, it's all a, it's all a weird... I'm a 35-story rubber factory in your glue. Uh, it's a weird game, gang. Uh, she has been through it on social recently after she tried to have an unedited picture of her taken down and social media exploded. We talked about that. I mean, that, was, that was a major news story. That's the kind of world they live in, that, that an unedited Khloe Kardashian picture got out. But on Monday, she shared a meme on Instagram that summed up her stance and said, you don't have to be who they want you to be. Yeah. I just liked that. Preach queen. You just liked it? Yeah, I was looking I was looking for the spacesuit and I saw that and I was like, oh, okay. I'm liked like, by Kathy oh, Romano Oh my god. <laughs> Kathy from Preston and Steve likes me. <laughs> I, I pay attention to all your activities. <laughs> Can I recommend an activity, Kathy? Yes, please. Catching salmon in a river. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. I see. We're looking at. There's a picture. There was. There, it was an Instagram post, but there are words written on it. I didn't see it. There's no. There's no words on. It. Yeah, that's the one that says yeah. you don't. Don't let them. You don't have to be who they want you to be. Right, guys. All right. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. We're all in on this. Hey, uh, proud mom Katie Holmes celebrated her daughter Surrey's fifth. 15th birthday. She's 15. With never before seen pictures. Uh, she captured. <laughs> never before seen father. <laughs> uh, she captured. And you are your daughter. 
She captioned the post, happy 15th birthday, sweetheart. I love you. I can't believe you're already 15. And, of course, Tom Cruise is the, is the dad. But Do you think Cruise would accidentally it. sign an autograph for her if he were to yeah. <laughs> Here you go, sweetie. Yeah. I'm Thank, your daughter. Thanks for the support. And what's your name? Surrey. And last name, Cruise. Uh, really? My name is Cruise. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm nice your thing. daughter. He was on, um, people are talking about this appearance he made, Preston, on in the Graham Norton show, mm-hmm. which is a chat show. And uh, he apparently was his most relaxed and comfortable. And, I watched uh, it. Yeah. It, he Listen, I'm a Tom Cruise fan. His, his movies uh, are great. As am I, yeah. And, and uh, he's weird, uh, so you just have to accept that. But I think his movies are great. But in interviews, he like that interview, he just looked fun and yeah. cool and, and totally relaxed and happy with himself. You just also know that there's this other side to him that's right. crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, a fan. I'm a fan, too. Uh, so, all right, let's move on now. Jessica Biel's sons are BFFs, she tells Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, she and her husband, Justin Timberlake, recently welcomed Phineas and their six-year-old son, Silas, in, uh, and she's wild about him. She says it's uh, so cute to see these two together because uh, they both think that the other one is hilarious. She loves her children. Uh, Beale shares uh, of her boys, and she says, and uh, Silas, he is the performer. He wants to make the jokes, and he wants all the attention on him. So Finn only has eyes for him, and everything Silas does is hilarious, anything Finn does is hilarious, so they just laugh at each other all day long. It's so funny. Laugh, laugh, laugh. How old are they? One six. The other one is twenty three. <laughs> the other one's really young, right? Yeah. They just okay, little kids. That That's cute. Yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger celebrated the first flight of NASA's Mars helicopter ingenuity on social media. <laughs> He said, when I heard about this helicopter ride on Mars, I was so excited about it that I immediately, immediately thought, get your S to Mars. Yeah. Uh, but then, the but then I thought that. The then I thought they were already on Mars. What the hell am I talking about? Uh, he said with a laugh, of course, quoting the iconic line from Total Recall. And then he continued, I cannot wait for all the footage. So I think the only thing I can say since we are dealing with a helicopter is, and then he pauses and says, what do you think? And Nicholas are very sensitive. No, not that. No. Oh. Get to the chopper. Yes, that's the one. He said, yes, get to the chopper. Uh, so Arnie was happy about it, but that was perfect for him to chime in on that whole thing. Uh, Marvel Studios' upcoming Secret Invasion adaptation uh, may have lined up its first female lead. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Marvel is reportedly in negotiations with Oscar-winning actress Olivia Colman. Uh, details about Colman's potential role are currently unrevealed. She's going to play Super Queen? She won a Best Actress Oscar for her turn in The Favorite. She's also up for Best Supporting Actress as this year's Academy Awards for The Father. Uh, her previous credits include The Crown and Doctor Who. Additionally, uh, she will lend her voice to Sony's upcoming animated film, The Mitchells vs. The Machines. Uh, last December, Disney Plus announced that Secret Invasion will feature Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury and his Captain Marvel co-star Ben Mendelsohn as the Skrull warrior Telos. According to Marvel's Kevin Feige, the Skrulls will have in- infiltrated Earth in all walks of life, but it's unclear if any heroes will be replaced by the Skrulls or uh, as they were in the comics. What's the status of that movie, The uh, The Eternals? Yeah, I'm, good question. Yeah, I don't know. That, that that was underway well, or it seemed to be underway prior to the pandemic, and I haven't heard word, word one about it. That's Angelina Jolie's That's in that. supposed to be, Steve, this year, November 5th, is what they're saying on IMDb. So, okay. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, last month, One Night in Miami star Kingsley Ben Adir was also added to the cast. Ben Adir's role is reportedly the main villain in the series. Secret Invasion is likely to begin shooting this fall in the United Kingdom and elsewhere uh. in Europe. Uh, they have set a date for 2022 or t- early 2023 release for you, Disney+. Plus. You know what's cool about this is that they're going into a level of... So I, I was always like um, the, the main level and maybe one little sub-level on some of the the characters. Now they're going into an area with a lot of these movies that I know nothing about these yeah. characters. And it's fun to not know as you go in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a whole ex- brand new yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. landscape for you, which is really cool. Uh, Morrissey, the singer, Morrissey's manager, blasted The Simpsons for their depiction of the singer in the latest episode of the show. We're going to play some audio here for you in a moment. Uh, The artist's manager, Peter Katzis, said that the show, quote, has since uh, degenerated to trying to capitalize on cheap controversy and expounding on vicious rumors. The episode, Panic on the Streets of Springfield, which aired Sunday night, followed Lisa obsessed with a vegan British musician named Quillaby, voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch, who is the lead singer of the band The Snuffs. <laughs> Quillaby appears as an imaginary friend to Lisa who inspires her to sing songs like Hamburger Suicide and Everyone is Horrid Except Me and Possibly You. However, things change when Lisa sees Quillaby perform in real life and he turns out to be a snobbish, meat-eating xenophobe. While the episode never directly references Morrissey, the show director, Debbie Mahan, uh, said in an Instagram post last week, the episode was the most fun I've ever had working on an episode. My husband, who also works on the show, is an avid Smiths fan and collector and was our resident Morrissey expert. So I truly, it truly was a labor of love. Episode writer Tim Long said, Quillaby is definitely Morrissey-esque, along with other artists like Robert Smith from The Cure and Ian Curtis from Joy Division. Uh, so we want to play a little bit of this? Yeah, listen, from the first second that he came on the scene, I knew it was supposed to be Morrissey. Really? That's flat yeah. out who it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. All the songs are parodies of Morrissey songs. And, and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch does a great job. Here we go. For an imaginary friend, you were really keen to get out of the house. Oh, that small woman was such a bore. Oh, Maggie's the baby, and she was sleeping. Even she knows it. This place reminds me of my own hometown. It's dismal, and nothing good will ever come from it. Well, almost nothing. (laughs) Get out your tickers and tape. Here comes the Pratt Parade. (laughs) Facial hair is not a substitute for personality. All right, and then we have some of him singing. And this is is Benedict doing the the vocals on this. Every day I try to smile, but can't help but frown. <laughs> Every day I draw my bath and pray I will drown. <laughs> I step out my door and I take a deep breath. Turn back inside and pray for my death. Cause everyone is horrid except me and possibly you. Possibly me. Oh, everyone is horrid and my dear, I fear you are too. Oh my god. Hey, right? Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. So Marcy's wow. fighting back against this? Yeah. Well, uh, he doesn't have a sense of humor. No, like, at the it's end an of honor it. to be riffed on by the Simpsons, like, totally. to, to be made fun of by the Simpsons. Yeah. Go, go to your grave with that. That's exactly. what a wonderful thing to have happen to yeah, you. Yeah. Now he hasn't said anything. This is just his manager right. speaking up, but I assume it's on his behalf. Uh, his manager Peter Katz has responded to the episode on the artist's official Facebook 
early Monday morning saying the show's writing has taken a turn for the worst and took a hit at the show's viewership ratings. I think the Simpsons don't really have anything to prove at this point. No, they're fine. Uh, and <laughs> I think at, at 30 plus years on the air. Uh, right. Katz has said, when a show stoops so low to use harshly hateful tactics like showing the Morrissey character with his belly hanging out of his shirt, when he, and then in quote, er, in parentheses, it says, when he has never looked like that at any point in his career, makes you wonder who the real hurtful racist group is here. So, so I saw this meme going around over the weekend of uh, the panic on the streets of Springfield. Is is an actual album? Yeah, panic on the streets of I London. Know. Yeah, but are, did the Simpsons put this out as a as a record that you can buy? No, that I I, I don't know. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, they, I saw they, they, a bunch of people posting it with the album cover, and it's meant to look like Marcy standing next to Lisa, and, and it's you know an arty photo, a cartoon photo on. on the I cover. don't know. You know, maybe they did Nick. I, they I have done albums before, yeah. but I, I don't know if this one is is out well, like that or not. One thing they do make reference to in, in the episode, which is actually the truth is that a lot of um, um, kids are discovering these artists from the 80s and, yeah. and, and early uh, 90s because there's an entire catalog sitting there ready to be pilfered. Yeah, believe it or not, my, my daughter's all over this. The uh, yeah. the one who was always listening to like uh, musicals and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, she she complete and she still loves that stuff, but yeah. she has completely pivoted to this uh, this whole 80s vibe. Yeah. Is wait, she wait, to wait, the, wait. the Cure? This is going on? Yeah. Okay. Like what? What artists? Uh, well, I mean, she's really taken a liking to David Bowie. Uh, but then also, Good choice. Uh, yeah, really great yeah, choice. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Duran Duran. Oh. I'm trying to think of like who else because when we drive in the car, so mainly she'll... English artist. Uh, new Order. Yeah, maybe. No, but... no, no, New Order yet. Um, trying to think of who else <clears throat> because we drive in the car and she, and you know she'll play a song and I'm like, what? How... How do you know this one? Mm-hmm. You know, like, where, where's this one coming from? That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know what? I, mean? I love it. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. love it. She uh, busted out Stay Clean by Motorhead on me the other day. I was like, <laughs> where do like, you stumble what? across that? Sing Street. The movie Sing Street yeah. has a great soundtrack. I mean, they have their own original songs. Yeah. But the original songs are sort of derivative of um, 80s uh, uh, songs. Oh, that's what's turning her on to that stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it now. Yeah. I love it was my decade. I I love eighties music. I, I I still I go back to it fondly. I mean because I've got a lot of yeah. memories from yeah. it, and and there's a lot of great catchy stuff. Um, the and like deep dives on the Queen on Queen. Uh, ooh love, ooh lover yeah. boy. What song is that? I don't what know. you do tonight? Hey boy, you don't know? Okay, <laughs> I I just come on sing. Come on everybody, sing baby June, sing. <laughs> I I don't I don't know deep Queen. Hit so nah. uh, or cut, so I just did more. Okay. <laughs> um, anyhow, well, that's cool. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and Morrissey's not happy with the whole Simpson <laughs> thing. Uh, let's see what else. Just a couple more quick things. Uh, the first trailer for Marvel's Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has dropped uh, on Star Simu uh, uh, Simu Lu's birthday. Um, and according to let's see the first. Huh? Oh, Lou wrote. I'm, 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 they put the quotes after. They... That's stupid. Anyway, <laughs> Lou wrote on Twitter. Uh, whoever said that uh, you could only receive presents on your birthday? Today, I'm giving you the first look at the teaser poster for Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This is uh, interesting. It will star Michelle Yeoh, Aquafina, Ronnie Chang, uh, Tani Leng, uh, Fala Chen, uh, Major Zhang, and Florian 
uh, Montano also will start. That will dro- drop on uh, September 3rd. What they should do, Preston, is send you the copy for the prep service and then send you a small box of quotation marks that you can apply wherever yeah, you want. Put them in wherever you want. Hey, uh, the Mad Max spinoff, Furiosa. Yeah. Starring Anya Taylor-Joy and Chris Hemsworth is gearing up to film in New South Wales. Oh, man. She's going to get to hang out with Chris Hemsworth. Uh, The team with George Miller at its helm confirmed Monday. And the film will follow the original story of Furiosa played originally by Charlize Theron. According to the Associated Press, the film is expected to become the highest ever made in Australia. Wow. I, I hope. Now, I hope she does press on that again. You know, we'll see what the story is, or at least maybe get a Zoom conference with her. But Jesus, man, that that's she's in the George Miller. She's in that sphere. Yeah, yeah. Mad Max sphere with Chris Hemsworth. She's going to be it's a awesome. Big big star. All right, uh, we're ready for clips Yay! now. Blackish has never been a show to shy away from relevant social issues. And in this clip, Miles Brown, who plays one of the twins, explains how the show influences his music. Here we go. Because I could easily just, I guess, talk about the things that everyone else talks about in their music, you know, and um, and just do it like that. But I think Blackish kind of gave me that inspiration to speak about, I guess, what's going on with Gen Z, mental health, police brutality, all the things that are going on right now. Um, that no one else is really bringing up when it comes to Gen Z and the next generation. Yeah. New episode of Black Shares tonight. That's at 9 o'clock on ABC. And here's the next clip. The Year Earth Changed is a documentary that shows the impact of pandemic lockdowns on the natural world. Here, narrator Sir David Attenborough mm. gives an example of how quarantine changed life for whales specifically. But by and large, every animal has done better without us, and that's not surprising. In this instance, the whales were able to communicate again with their young in much better than they were in the past, so that the young could hear their parents feeding some distance away, and the parents didn't mind going away. And that's why, in fact, the whales have been doing very much better. You suck my and shut the Case, wow. go back to the beginning of that clip. Steve, it, it kind of sounds like you're upper crusty, uh, uh, yes, at, who's making an announcement at the, at the Royal House. Well, by and large, every animal has done better without us. But the crowd that Sir David Attenborough. Uh, the Year Earth Change is available for streaming on Apple TV+. Plus Now... If you like whales and information about them, we are going to have uh, Mr. Brian Scary from the National Geographic mm-hmm. Secrets of the Whales on later on this morning. Yes, he, uh, the, there's a, a, a special produced with uh, actually four parts. James Cameron produced it. And some, it looks, it looks amazing. Gordy Weaver yeah. is, is the narrator. So, yeah, we'll talk to him uh, later on this morning. So it's all about whales. All right. Uh, we have tattoos for you to win. A tattoo, $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, it's Tattoos Day, so if you're interested in a Preston and Steve themed tattoo, just text the word tattoo to 39333 and you might win that later on this morning. And speaking of winning, yes, we do have money to give yeah. away. Less than an hour from now, we'll do our first stop on the Preston and Steve money clip, and then we might play another contest as well with some other giveaways. Yeah. Oh my god! We're gonna, we're gonna take a break and we'll come back and we'll get into all of it in just a moment. Stay with us. Life these days is like drinking from a fire hose 24-7. And you could miss something big. So turn on push notifications in your MMR app. That way, when something really important happens, you'll know. 
And we promise we won't bug you like those guys selling car warranties. Today is 420. I would love this version of the song. Do you know who this is? I have no I idea who this is. It's not the Bloodhound Gang, right? Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, so today is uh, it's the marijuana holiday. It's it's 420. Does it, I think, is that more important now that more it's becoming more and more a mainstream thing? I saw an article this morning on Forbes, and it was a little too lengthy. I didn't have time to go through it all, but the title of the article was... Uh, welcome to the. Uh, it was something along the lines of the last illegal 420. Yeah, wow, as that's in, a good point. As in, from here on out, yeah, it, it may, you know, and and someday it may turn into uh, kind of like what you know, St. Patrick's Day for drinking or Mardi Gras or something like that, where where there's gatherings and yep. and people get together and mood have, altering, have a real, you know, uh, not behind the scenes, actual publicly promoted. Let's get together and smoke some pot. Well, when that actually comes, I want to make sure I own a food truck. Uh, hell yes. Yeah. So I have a little bit of information. Nick, is that that Forbes article? Yeah. Then those are the guys. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So I have a little bit of information. This was from a different source, uh, but I do want to read that uh, that particular article of where where it all started. Okay. Where did it start? So it's widely believed that 420 owes its roots to five California high school students: Steve Capper, Dave Reddix, Jeffrey Knoll, Larry Schwartz, and Mark Gravich. Uh, in 1971, the five San Rafael High School students devised a secret code which they used to indicate to each other that they would meet later in the day to smoke some weed. Huh. And after saying 420 to each other in passing in their school hallways, they would then meet at 420 in order to smoke weed. That I had heard this story. I just didn't know who the guys were. Was 420 after school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was at 420, Whatever for whatever reason, I guess, I don't know if that was immediately after school, right. but it was a time where they could all get together, and, and we, so 420, therefore, was their code. And we don't know if these guys were all still alive, or, I mean, it's only yes, the 70s. Well, this article here yeah. uh, that Nick pulled up has a photo that looks current to me. All of them? Brand new, yeah, yeah all five guys. There you go. Uh, Nick, does it say when that uh, was taken? Uh, it's it's recent because this uh, article came out today. And every one of them present is a DEA agent. Oh, it's amazing. Wow. Uh, it's irony. Yeah. So uh, this would be, who is saying this? This is a capper who told the Huffington Post, I could say to one of my friends, I'd go 420, <laughs> and it was telepathic. He would know if I was saying, hey, do you want to go smoke some or do you have any or are you stoned right now? It was kind of a telepathic, just, it was kind of telepathic from just the way you said it. So it's like the pothead version of Aloha. It yeah. It could either be hello or goodbye. And you could, you could you interpret discern. it yeah. in, in several different ways. He said, our teachers didn't know what we were talking about. Our parents didn't know what we were talking about. Uh, their nickname was called the Waldos, their group was, <laughs> because they smoked weed against a wall. Their chosen smoking spot was by a statue of 19th century sci- scientist Louis Pasteur at their school. Is that the, I guess that's what they were standing around, Nick. The, I think that's the statue. Uh, yeah, the we're statue. looking at it and they're standing in front of a statue that um, yep. I don't know what part of Louis Pasteur this is, but. Uh, well, it's his, it, you it's need to see the rest monument. of it. It's his base. Oh, okay. So uh, he said, we got tired of this, according to Reddix. He said, we got tired of the Friday night football scene with all the jocks. We were the guys sitting under the stands, smoking a doobie, wondering what we were doing there. 
Uh, the student athletes learned of an abandoned cannabis crop growing near Point Reyes Peninsula Coast Guard Station. However, despite their many attempts to find it, they were unsuccessful. So that was like their Goonies mission. Yeah. Totally. Right. Yeah. So these these were buds. Literally. Uh, they, yeah, literally smoking buds. And 420 was their code. And don't ask me. here. What I don't know is how that got into the lexicon, how that story made it uh, from a high school, you know, five buddies just hanging out, and eventually to a national uh, that's acknowledgement. The in, that's the break in the chain. Where, 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 where does it make the leap from this yeah. small little thing? Not unless somebody wrote a book about it, or I, one of them wrote an article, or it just did it just act, actually exponentially grow from the knowledge of it happening at this school to a national and, and worldwide I thing? want to say that I had heard before that maybe High Times had picked up on it. Yes, maybe that's it. And maybe wrote an article about it, and therefore it spread in that community. <laughs> Do you remember what High Times was like? Again, you know, I don't indulge myself, but I'm fascinated by the by the culture. And I remember when you'd, you saw High Times in the magazine rack. Are you... What? what? Yeah, yeah. Was it celebrates pot? Library? Uh, yeah. yeah, or I mean, not libraries, but at uh, at, at bookstores and so on in the magazine yeah. rack. Yeah, you would see High Times. I picked up a few copies of that. Uh, along the way, they always had like the butt of the month, right? And, right. You know, well before mm. I remember years ago, you know, Preston, we would have these passionate students when I was going to school for uh, normal, right? That was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was an organization you always saw them on campus. Yep. Trying to get uh, the laws changed. Well, yep. here we are. Uh, so it's uh, it's interesting that the, their code was was four twenty because uh, there's I think everybody has their own. Did you have a group? Oh, did God, you ever go yes. to school? Oh, I know man. you were known as Captain Blackfingers. Well, that right? was that was after high school, All right. but but um, yeah, and and you know we we used uh, I'm trying to think of some of the phrases that we used uh, for uh, for weed or little names. I mean, you know, there was uh, you know there there were names like you know sense sense bud yeah, purple yeah. hair um, you know yeah, whatever, whatever kind was going around. There was a lot of brown weed around when I was uh, in high school. How would you? So okay, so. How would you acquire it? Uh, was it is readily gettable? My sister, yeah, 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 and my uncles, my uncle. Oh, your uncles were you said were 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 potheads. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, dude, what, the first time I ever saw a substantial amount of weed was at my uncle Tony's house. Was he dealing? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. So, and and therefore I dealt too. So, <laughs> yeah. so I would uh, because you would get some for free. You know, yeah, you'd yeah. get a couple ounces for him, and you could snag a quarter of that for free, and then go sell it, and blah blah blah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, I, I remember seeing a pound of marijuana and just going, oh. <laughs> It's like Moses when he took his shoes off at the burning bush, you know? Wait, I, I, I'm so stupid with all this. What does a pound look like? It's huge. It's like giant. Okay. Yeah, yeah a, a huge amount. So it, so an ounce would be like a uh, a sandwich baggie completely filled. Moses has been up on that mountain for a long time. <laughs> And that's a lot. And then you then you had sixteen of those, and then you get you get a pound. So it was maybe it was a couple of pounds. Tell you, (laughs) I was talking to a burning bush, right? Yeah. I remember the first time. uh, Not I don't probably wasn't the first time I saw it, but I was babysitting, and um, the guy was a musician, and he had um, you know all of his music equipment in the basement, and the kids wanted to go down and play. They were allowed to go down there and you know play some of the instruments and stuff like that. And uh, he had left out his uh, his growing operation. Oh, like a hydroponic. uh... Oh, totally was growing it in the basement. And I remember calling my mom, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like. 
I think that so-and-so grows weed and is selling it. He's a drug dealer. And I remember when I got home, like, the reaction on my parents' face, like, oh, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> like, like, not, like, they fully 100% right. knew. It's, I connected it. Every time my dad went over there, he would, I'd always say, why does he smell like burnt wood? That's so weird. Every time he goes over to their house, he smells like burnt wood. Well, I so, connected so the- it all right there. I was like, Oh, oh my God! Dad goes to so and so's house to smoke the pot that he's growing in his basement. Are you kidding? <laughs> so the same woman who's trying to tell you never to go near a public gum machine uh-huh. for fear of what it will do to you. <laughs> oh, you guys, she would. She was your, never. Your do parents it. are palling around with junkies. Was, she would never do it. But um, yeah, I, I connected it all. I knew exactly what what Dad was. Doing it is a funny that. dichotomy, though, isn't it, Kathy? If you if you stop it, I mean, I remember like like getting like a cold. What? what are they doing? Oh, what? Oh, yeah. Well, what is that? It's like the uh, it's like from Walk Hard when you know he first again when he first sees you know the you don't want any of this right right oh I remember being terrified of that when you know before yeah yeah uh, and then then after I was like hey okay they're <laughs> on to something here um your da- when's the last time you think your dad smoked weed yesterday ah! <laughs> <laughs> so what. Oh, I want to. I want to smoke. With you That's again. how he ended up with Janis Joplin. That's, yeah, probably. Yeah, right. Uh, wow. You got any? I do. All right, hang on. Let me go to. I got Lou on the line. Lou, good morning. Oh, it oh, is. Oh. It is who's oh, Lou? Hey, Lou. How are you, buddy? All right, great. Yourself? Good, man. So you know, thing a thing about a uh, thing or two about four twenty, right? Yes, 420. Well, the guys from Point Reyes, because that's up in Northern California, they went to Chico State. And there's a radio station in Chico State that actually picked it up. So every day at 420, they would announce it and everybody would light up. I spent a couple of months in, in, in Chico itself working, and uh, it's, a, it's a phenomenal place. Chico is hey, a prison. No, it's Chino. Oh, okay. Hey, wait, Chico, hold on. Lou, Lou, uh, what, what era is this? What years are you talking uh, it happened probably around, let's see, I, probably in the early 80s. Okay. All right. Yeah, by then maybe the story had spread and, and gotten to a radio yeah. station. Okay. Hey, Lou, yeah, did you, ever, well, you, you ever get busted for uh, for weed at any time in your life? No, never did. Okay. All right. So- that's, that's one thing, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have your one thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's fascinating, though, and, I, and, and you know, and... With Lou and, and and just in my life, it, it never. I I was surrounded by people who did it. I just never did it. But I always found um and and, and still don't do it. But it, it's I always found it was much more pleasant to hang around with those people mm-hmm. than the people who are getting like blasted and drinking. I've said this time and time again on the show. Yeah, people it was, dr- it was a more relaxed crowd. You get rowdy when you drink, yeah. or, or some people get rowdy. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> All right, Lou. Good to hear from you, man. All right, it's always a pleasure, guys. Take care, oh, bud. Still want to hear about that ex-wife oh, sometime. Who's Lou? I know. Wait, we need to do that. We I will. Know. We we're, will. We'll, we'll, we'll get the story from It's him. funny, Steve, because you always say that, that you'd rather yeah. hang out with people who are, but I'm complete opposite. Like, to me, I'm like, oh, man, they just went to smoke pot. Like, so boring. Like, they just become mellow and yeah. chill, and to me, that, that was always yeah, boring. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, I find people well, get, I don't know, for the most part, it, it, it's it's okay, but I I find people who are inclined to be a holes are more likely to reach a hole level. Yeah, you're it's, not wrong with that. Yeah. But Kath, you were you. That's when you're like going out or something like that. That's that's different. That's not that's not really weed smoking time, or at least it, it wasn't. It was more of a hey, let's get together 
and and do this and and watch a movie or do nothing. You know what I mean? Right. So as opposed to we're going out, everybody get ready. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. You know anybody that ever grew uh, successfully? Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a guy that 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 actually when I first moved here that had a big. Uh, in in this apartment complex we lived in, in his apartment, he had a hydroponic. Uh, so he has a, a light a glass case and lights and everything. Yeah. And like grew, Kathy's dad's friend, he grew <laughs> a he grew a bush that was easily four feet tall or so. And uh, yeah, when I was in college, there was a, a, the stoner room, and outside of that room, a plant started to grow because they tossed out all the seeds for you know for a year. And it it was sort of like the Steve, it was like the burning bush. Like yeah. we saw it coming up out of the ground, and it was this <laughs> holy thing that we had to cultivate. Something you're jacking the beanstalk, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, in Chestnut Hill, do you remember for a little while yeah. the, the the outdoor planters that that line that beautiful little village there? Yeah. Somebody had been planting weed in those. Yeah, and they were starting. Oh, to, really? Yeah, this was years ago. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It know. wasn't a big deal. <laughs> I but. don't. I don't know if I could. Um, if I, I mean, I've seen it before. Well, you, I don't know if I'd if I would think on a, walking down a major like a street in a town that that's pot. You'd, you'd yeah. recognize the leaf before yeah. anything else. You right. know, it's, it's not like it would smell like weed or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. So you would you would recognize the plant um but i'm even, still working on poison ivy <laughs> well yeah yeah but even if you uh grow a plant successfully you, there's no, you, there's no guarantee that you're actually going to be able to smoke it you know there's so much that, that has to come oh, yeah. afterwards is, you is, know? It, is it hard is it hard yeah. to cultivate it is yeah, yeah and like, i think i think like the if, if i remember like the male plant doesn't have the psychoactive effect and, yeah. and there's a there's a little bit of a science to it so that's why you have people, and, and and the funny thing is that you have people uh, like from all walks. Nick Lachey, for Christ's sake, you know them. Everybody's getting in on the dispensary stuff and their own strains of pot, and it's all. It is. It's a massive industry compared. To, I just. I. I. It just cracks me up to think of how. Verbote. I mean, I, it's it's like years ago when the first family in my neighborhood got a d- divorce. I'm like, <laughs> right? What's going on? By the way, Nick found uh, this little factoid. Stephen Hager of High Times popularized the story of the Waldos in 420. Uh, the first High Times mention of 420 smoking and a 420 holiday appeared in May of 1991. Okay. So that's when it started to pick boom, up steam. Uh, to, to, yeah. I guess hit and, and become a, a national thing. Uh, hang on. I want to go to uh, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Hello. Hi, Lisa. What's up? It's Alicia. Oh, oh, Alicia. All right, Alicia, what's up? Today's actually my birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Happy 420. And I do participate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so me and my family actually went to Hawaii in the beginning of this year, and uh, we were trying to find weeds. So we went to this, you know, this local dive bar, you know, definitely going to find someone there. We found this guy, old guy with white dreads named Marcel. <laughs> So every time we we came home, now every time we want to smoke, we text each other Marcel question mark. Ah, so that's <laughs> there become, you go. that's become your your code word. So when you go Our in, there, Marcel was just like sitting there, or did did you just take a guess? This guy looks like he has some. Oh no, we so we went in there, we went in there and watched the Chiefs uh, the Chiefs playoff game, and we talked to the bartender, and the bartender's like, you will not miss him when he walks in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to know? Ask the bartender. Ask the bartender. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Alicia. Dude, I have a great I have a great story about this. So, you know, I, traveling with it is is a risky proposition in my own for my own level of paranoia. Yeah. So I, I don't take it with me if I'm gonna get on a plane, at least most of the time. And um we were traveling with some friends of ours and we went to the Virgin Islands, US Virgin Islands, and we were on uh Saint um 
Thomas? Uh, uh, yeah, St. Thomas, mm-hmm. and then then we went over to St. Uh, I'm John. forgetting St. John. Thank mm-hmm. you. So we're in St. Thomas. <laughs> we got we, we're we're getting ready to take uh, the ferry over to St. John. And uh, my buddy who is traveling with us, he goes, "All right, uh, you guys are set. The ferry's coming in 20 minutes." He's like, "I'll be back in 10." And and I go, "He's I'm going to go find some." I'm like, "Yeah, right, whatever." <laughs> sure enough, he comes back like 15 minutes later, and, he, and he's got it. I'm like, "Man!" And he tells me this story. So he went walking down. He goes by uh, an area where people just have uh, you know tables selling chocolate, right, 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 just local stuff that that tourists will buy. And he goes to a guy and asks him if he knows where to get some. And the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, do me a favor. You watch the table for about five minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> Just watch the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch in case somebody was going to come by and buy something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dude goes off, grabs him. I mean, it's that island mentality. Yeah. You know? yeah. Very chill. Goes, grabs him some. Boom, boom. We're set for the trip. It was hilarious. Wow. I couldn't believe it. It's he unbelievable. Had him watch the stand for a little. Oh, uh, we talked about this many times on the show when we were we did we took a a, a station trip to uh, to Jamaica, and uh, there there was uh, you oh, know yeah. I mean it's like they're they're throwing it at you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go next to Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, buddy? Oh, man. Oh, thank you. Listen, I'm a child of the '70s, man. So, you know. 19, I graduated in 79. Anyway, I was uh, down in Delaware. This guy got busted growing six acres of weed. <laughs> six my acres? Lived, my cousin lived like a half a mile from there. And like the following Saturday, I was down visiting. And a couple guys rode up on bicycles, and they pulled these Ziploc bags out front of their shirt, full of these buds. And they said, the cops didn't rake it up or nothing, man. So I said, dump them bags out and let me borrow your bike. I filled three bags just as full as I could get them. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going around school here and like, Sandwich baggies full of here, man. Just, I never gave you nothing. Just, just, you're just, just, you're just giving it out. <laughs> it was awesome. So, oh let me ask you again. I know nothing. Of- the guy, the guy that got busted years later. I was working with him in the, uh, on a job, and I saw his name on this list of like we were doing a. Uh, we were in a, in a in a vessel. We had to have like a whole watch uh, list of who's in there, and I saw the guy's name. So I, I he had to be the oldest guy. Whenever I said, "Hey, man, are you so and so?" Yeah. <laughs> I said, I probably owe you some money, man. He laughed. He's like, oh, man, don't worry about it. So you're all good. Yeah. Let me ask you something. And uh, if you have acres of it growing, you couldn't smell it, right? You Would you be able to smell it? Yeah, you would. You well, would, huh? You can lay from, like, the helicopters. And stuff. <laughs> from I, the helicopter. I flew with a guy in a little Cessna plane one time. And, like, the corn stuff, you know, you can see. Because we were farm kids down there. You could see from above. Anything okay. out of place, man. You can see that very. Wow, easy. wow, wow! Right, I didn't six acres. Yeah, Jesus. dude, it's it's pungent. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like big time. That's why when those some of those indoor growing operations, they can get busted on the smell alone. I mean, yeah. people will pick up on that, and they need to have uh, ventilation systems that shoot it way up in the air. So that's crazy, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see here. I'm gonna go to Mike. Yo, Mike. Good morning. Hey guys. Good morning. It. Hey. Good, good morning. morning. It. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Uh, so uh, when I was 19 or 20, I was working as a landscaper, and we were at this property uh, in upper or northern Jersey. Uh, the guy, I think he was a surgeon, if I remember correctly, but his giant house, kind of not really very private, but uh, Maserati in the driveway, like, the guy had money. Uh, very end of the day, I'm going around making sure we didn't forget anything. I go into this, uh, I think it was a vegetable garden. In the very back off in the corner, there were two six-foot-tall pot plants. And there's this little voice in the back of my head saying, you can get another job. 
<laughs> it's just that that so tempting. It's, it's not it's not stealing three bags, but it also wasn't six acres. It was just two plants. But right. I, I did take a little bit off the top because like, I was nice. You know, so I couldn't find it. Like I was a new smoker, but all right. You know, yeah. It's so it's so funny. Yeah. The the uh, I guess that's uh, so like a hydroponic. Um, Guard. All this stuff becomes sort of a moot point if you're if it's readily available for, and we're heading towards the point. Unless where you're just looking to save some money eventually. So how, how expensive is it if you're buying it from a distillery? From a not distillery, from a, a dispensary. Uh, yeah. Uh, so like cartridges um, go for like anywhere from fifty to eighty dollars or something. And like that. And how long does that last? Uh, it can last you a while. Okay. Uh, depends. Now listen, there are some people who just smoke and right. smoke and smoke, dude. I mean, they huff big time. Um, but you know, for somebody like me, it can last uh, a month or something like my, that. So, my yeah. agent, when I first started in stand-up comedy, great guy, his name was Lou Stevens, and he was. Uh, but man, he he smoked pot the way people smoke cigarettes. Yeah, that yeah. was his thing all the time. And when we were touring in in like a car together. I, I said, dude, I'm going to drive. You sit in that passenger side. You crack that window all the goddamn way up. It was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But Steve, you talk about you know where things are going, and I just uh, looked this up. There are only six states left where it is fully illegal. Um, uh, every, 44 states and the District of Columbia have some level of legalization. Some it's completely legalized. Some it's medical and decriminalized. Uh, some it's just medical. Some just decriminalized, but only six states remaining where it's completely and still fully illegal. That's wild. I'm looking at uh, Kansas, uh, fully illegal. I mean, the ground is so fertile there. (laughs) Yeah. You would think that they would be all over it. I got pulled over going a mile over the speed limit in Kansas. Huge cash crop out that way. Uh, Let's see. I will go next to Bob. Yo, Bob, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Bob? So I've, I've never smoked in my life, and unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, I'm in the military now, so I can't. i got to wait another 10 years before I can okay. have at it. Yep. Um, but my freshman year and my sophomore year of college, I went to two different schools, and I must attract roommates that like to smoke. So my freshman year, my roommate smoked all the time. He got busted for it. Went home on winter break and came back with a pound of pot and had it in our room. And we're on campus, and our whole floor, you could smell it. He didn't have it sealed up very well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, you got to get this out of here. Like, this is obvious, you know? Like, what do you know? So he just gave it to someone else to deal for him. Um, and then my next year, my next school, my roommates, they were, I got a vaporizer. They were using that inside the dorm. It got busted. Um, and then same thing, they went and bought, bought another one the same night and just kept having at it and never, never got caught. But they didn't end up finding a seed along the way and planting it in our room. Um, and it probably grew maybe, I don't know, six inches tall. And one day I finally took a can of Axe spray and just blasted it. I can't be getting busted for this while I'm in my dorm in college. You son of a bitch. Well, <laughs> so... Right, thanks, Bob. If you compare, if you compare the the uh, the uh, the pot um, from years ago, and people talk about this all the time, that the the current levels and the current power of mm. the pot that's out there right now is just exponentially. I don't even understand. Right? I don't even understand well, it now. It, it, it depends. No, you can you can pick what you want. Like if you caffeinated. If you, exactly, yeah, yeah. you you can you can you can scale it way way back. I know that Pierre said ages ago he bailed because. Apparently somebody had had given him some current bud and it knocked him on his ass. And he's like, oh, my God, it's way too potent now. I can't do it. But you go to the dispensary and you can can 
take the amount of, number one, the different strains. And listen, I am a noob. I really yeah. don't follow along. There are people that know all these numbers and, and stats about the different strains and what they are. I just look at essentially the THC level, and you can you can pick one that's low or high, or there's also called sativas and uh, and indicas, whether you want a more upbeat uh, sensation. The, the sativa makes my heart race too much, you don't so I don't that. do that. So no. I go with the uh, the indica or the hybrids. Um, but yeah, you could, dude. You can you can pick what you want and what kind of high you want to get out of it. Okay, you know? so there, there's there's all different levels. The, the, yeah. fun, the funniest story I heard though was from our mutual friend uh, Steve, who was at a wedding and it was had tried an edible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a uh, he did a stand up routine about that. It's hilarious, and he ended up in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were all concerned about him. They were worried, and and you know that something serious was going on. And at some point, after he already gets to the hospital, he goes. By the way, I. I, I had an edible. And they're like, all right, to get him off the case, get him out of here. That's it. Yep, you're good to go. Sorry. But apparently it's a regular thing at the uh, at the ERs for sure. people who are, are not sure how much they should eat. What ha- what happens if you eat too much? Like, what? why do you feel like you need to go to the hospital? I th- I don't know. I think it makes your heart go a little funky. Oh, right. I mean, and they your, like- your, your, your heart rate gets... B- bounced way up, or they gurneyed him out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they took him to the emergency room. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let me see here. Do we have to take a break, Case? You got a couple minutes. All right, couple a minutes. Couple? And then we got to go. Uh, let me go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, big buddy. Big fan of the, fan of the show. Oh, thanks. thanks. Appreciate I, you calling in. Yes. Well, my father, he was in the army, man, and uh, he was a drone instructor, and a couple of. Uh, 10, 11 years ago, he was dying of brain and lung cancer. And uh, he was a um, huge uh, anti-drug guy. And one day he came over, um, yelled, called me over, and he said, give me some weed so I can eat, huh? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I went and uh, rolled him up a joint, and we smoked together for the first time. Wow. And the and the only time, and you know what he said to me? He said, <laughs> Now I know how you felt all these years. <laughs> he, he, said, he said, I missed out. <laughs> he, he said, I had the same story. Uh, yeah, Mike, so my, my mother had, and I've said this before many times on the air, you know, again, I yeah. don't do it, but I but I understand, you know, there there's applications for it and whatever gets people to enjoy it or whatever it means to people, I'm, I'm not to judge. But I did see it in my own life. Right. That my, my, my mother had lung cancer and brain cancer, same same situation. And Marvel, yeah. yeah, and uh, the only thing, the only thing that alleviated her pain towards the end was a pot that I was able to get for. Yeah, he th- he thanked me for it, and, and he said, you know, uh, now I know how you felt all these years. And he goes, and, and I was so against it. He goes, I, I, it's too bad I'm not going to be around much longer to enjoy it more. Oh <laughs> man, well, but all right, guys, take all care. Right, thanks, Mike. Uh, Appreciate it. Well. All right, well, anyhow, uh, today is that celebration, if you will. It's uh, 420, and uh, it's an it's an interesting backstory that just, you know... It is five, wild. Five stoner dudes yeah. at high school. It was their meeting time, and it just became a thing. I, I love it how sometimes origins like that turn into... Or, or they, you, you find out this origin of this little thing just turns into this big yeah. thing. It's, it's pretty cool. So, all right, anyhow, thanks for sharing. Appreciate the calls. What is that? You're playing the wrong thing. You're supposed to play this button right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the Gibbons kids. Why did you have the Gibbons kids queued up? I just, it, I don't know. So does that. All right. <laughs>
kids who don't know the Givens kids. Uh, they were from the 1970s television show, What's Happening? I think we should make this a new 420 tradition. I think so. Play the Givens kids. Yeah. They made it all the way to the, the gong show. Happy 420. Happy everyone. 420. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. We got money to give away, so don't miss it. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com, and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, B-File time. Here we go. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. A suspected poacher was killed by a herd of breeding elephants that he encountered while fleeing from park rangers. According to (laughs) South African officials, three people attempted to run away after they were spotted by rangers at the Kruger National Park, one of Africa's largest game reserves. After one of the suspects was captured, he told park rangers that the group had run into a herd of elephants, adding that he was not sure if his alleged accomplice had managed to escape. Rangers later discovered the man badly trampled and dead from his injuries. Investigators say that they are still searching for the third suspect they con- who continued to flee after he suffered an injury uh, to his eye. Meg, you've seen those things rampage. Could you imagine getting yeah. stomped to death by one no. of them? I, it, I remember seeing footage of you know, like a circus worker who yeah, was yeah. attacked and trampled by an elephant. It's nope. like... It's like having a car dropped on you several yeah, times. an angry car. Uh, the men are suspected of attempting to poach rhinos, according to officials. A rifle and axe were recovered amid the investigation. Might be time to poach kittens, Preston. Here's a story out of Australia. A two-year-old boy was airlifted to the hospital after being mauled by a dingo. A dingo? When he wandered away from a house while his family was asleep on Saturday. Yeah, the boy suffered wounds to his leg, arm, the base of his neck, his shoulder, and also had a laceration to the base of his head. Uh, He was flown to the hospital with his mother. The paramedic on staff said the child had managed to somehow get out of the house that the family was staying at while other members of the family were asleep. He said he's gone for a little wander. And has been approached by one of the dingoes. Uh, this, he said, this child is extremely lucky not to sustain worse injuries. The paramedic said the boy was very lucky it was a lone dingo and not a pack. He said dingoes will do what dingoes do, 
and always go for the small, weaker ones. You know Ding what they say? Do. Dingoes do what dingoes, dingoes do. do. He's right. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I know them to be pack. They're more pack creatures. So the fact that there was one, like a loner, uh, obviously worked to this kid's benefit. Yeah, he said a decision about how Man. to manage the dingo will be made dingo. once the identity of the dog responsible for the attack is confirmed. <laughs> I defy you to say dingo without applying an Australian accent. Uh, dingo. Dingo. Uh, all right, here's one in our area. A hand grenade found at a yard sale in North Cape May over the weekend. Oh, man. Prompted authorities to evacuate an area surrounding the home. That hand grenade is a dollar. Uh, on Saturday, Lower Township Police received a report of a hand grenade located at a yard sale on Shore Drive in North Cape May. I have a large rocket launcher in the garage. And responding officers determined the device was unexploded. Oh, jeez. The area of Shore Drive between Racetrack Drive and Folsom Drive was evacuated. Uh, the Atlantic City Police Department's <laughs> bomb squad unit removed the grenade safely and transported it to a secure location. Now, the Lower Township Police Department released a statement that said they would like to remind residents that if they discover artillery, it should not be touched or moved. Artillery should be left in place for appropriately trained and equipped authorities to assess and remove it. We used to have some uh, army surplus dummy grenades that they would use to practice throwing them. Yeah. And that was cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, still, you get worried. In a bizarre incident, a man in Taiwan married the same woman four times and divorced her thrice in a span of 37 days, all to get extended paid leave. Uh, the unnamed man works as a clerk at a bank in Taipei. When he requested for leave, the bank approved on an eight-day leave for the first marriage. He got married on April 6th last year, and once his marriage leave was over, he divorced his wife, married her again the next day to ask for another paid leave, which he felt he was entitled to by the law. He repeated this until he married four times and divorced three times. This way, he managed to apply leaves for four marriages for a total of 32 days. So are Kid Rock and Pamela Lee still ahead of the game? Or? <laughs> However, things didn't go as he had planned. The bank figured out what he was trying to do and refused to grant him extra paid leave. The bank granted him paid leave for only the eight days for the first marriage. But huh. even after being refused the extra paid leaves, the clerk decided to go ahead with his plan of marrying four times and divorcing three times. He then filed a complaint against his employer and accused the bank of breaking the law by not obeying Article 2 of the labor leave rules. According to the law, employees are entitled to eight days of paid leave when they get married. Since the clerk had gotten married four times, he should get 32. The Bureau investigated the matter and ruled that the employer violated the labor law. Uh, the bank was fined $20,000. The bank, in its appeal, claimed that its employees' malicious abuse of marriage leave was not a legitimate cause to leave of leave under the labor leave rules. Uh, but the Labor Bureau reluctantly upheld the previous ruling saying that while the clerk's conduct was unethical, he had not technically broken the law. So he was he was cleared. And the bank had violated Article 2 of the labor leave <sighs> rules, and the dude got his vacation. He time, stuck man. them with it. Uh-huh. Oh, Absolutely. man. And then one last story. An upstate New York couple may have finally solved the mystery of who's been tossing used coffee cups in their front yard for about three years. Edward and Cheryl Patton said that they tried mounting a camera in a tree in front of their home to catch the phantom litterer, but it wasn't until some neighbors got involved recently and followed a minivan and jotted down its license plate number that the uh, that there was a break in the case. After Edward Patton called police, they waited and pulled over a vehicle driven by 76-year-old Larry Pope, who Cheryl Patton said had once worked with her and had uh, disagreements with her over union issues. 
Pope was charged with harassment and ticketed for throwing refuse onto a roadway. So this guy would, like, drive by all the time and throw garbage onto her front lawn? A coffee cup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the patent said that the littering has stopped since Pope was pulled over. So what, a, what a bastard. They think they got their guy. <laughs> and there you go. I'm going to do it. That is the bizarre file for you. All right, you got a little under five minutes to get our special money word over. It's Preston Steve Money Clip, and the word is friend, F-R-I-E-N-D. Yeah. So do that now. You can text it at 45911, or you can enter it at the MMR app or WMMR.com. It's sponsored by Hyundai City. So the word again is friend. Good luck to you. Now, while you're in the texting mood, if you're interested in winning a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo... It text the word tattoo to 39333 because it is Tattoo Tuesday, and we will give that away at some point during the program. Uh, let's take a break. You guys want to play a game when we get back? Sure. We got this game all set Why up. Um, and we have a chance for you to win some things. It's a brand new one, one that's never been played before. We'll take it out for a spin. We don't know if it'll be worth a damn or not. It's us, so but probably not. You'll find out yeah. in a moment. We'll be back in a sec. Stay there. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, my name is Jenna Tucker, and I work at Eric and Christopher in Perkasie, Pennsylvania. We design and make really cute animal pillows, tote bags, aprons, tea towels for stores around the country. We just launched the National Pet Contest. So if you have a cute pet, go to our website, ericandchristopher.com, and submit photos for a chance to win pillows and tote bags with your pet on it. Be sure to mention WMMR in your entry form. Thanks so much. Next message. Hi, my name is Chris Fox with First Financial Lending in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. We are in an unprecedented time with interest rates at an all-time low. Refinance your home today and put some money back in your pocket. Visit firstfinanciallending.com or call 856-254-2050 for more information. NMLS number 162151. Equal Opportunity Lender. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. So it's time to uh, try out a new game, one that we've never done before, Uh, and it's a collaborative effort. My idea, Marissa did a lot of the, uh, all the legwork on getting the audio together. Steve doctored up our multiple choices, and I've come up with a name. Do you have my sound effects ready to go, sir? We're going to call this Clips Ahoy. Thank you. Clips Ahoy. Clips Because Ahoy. it has a nautical theme to it. Uh, well, because it's about clips, and, oh, uh, and it sounds like Chips Ahoy. And, which is a cookie. Which is a play off of Ship Ahoy. Right. And therefore, the sound effect. Which goes back to Jesus. And always. Yeah. Uh, so, And I asked Casey, and of course I didn't throw any of this together uh, <laughs> ahead of time. I'm like, hey, I'm whispering to him. We have any nautical music? We have like pirate music Stuff or something. Like that. Yeah. Well, that's how we that's how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> because if things seem too prepared, it doesn't seem legitimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we uh, I I can't think of any nautical the music. Edmund by Fitzgerald, the way. perhaps the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too down, isn't it? Though. Uh, yeah, but it might just work. For how about now. the uh, Gilligan's Island theme? I was singing Gilligan's Island, but it's got lyrics, so uh, we need. That's very nautical. Anchors away. Oh, yeah. All right, so here's how it's going to work. So we've taken 
clips that you hear of the members of the Preston and Steve show that have been played for years and years as just little accentuators, little punctuation marks. Uh, but maybe we've forgotten the context in which those clips came to be. And so we're going to ask you, we're going to play the clip, and then we're going to give you a multiple choice as to the context of that particular clip. What was being said around it? What was the theme at the moment, if you will? So this is really twofold. A lot of times you will contact us and ask us, where did that come from? What's the origin of that sound effect? And you thought, Preston, well, we can do more with that than just lay it out there, just flop it out like you're... Your junk on a table. Yeah, we're, we want some context we're gonna, for it, and we're going to play a game, right? Uh, to boot, you can so. benefit from your curiosity. Mm-hmm. So we have a bunch of different things to give away. So we'll play a clip, and then we'll give you a multiple choice on the context of that clip. Two one five two six three WMMR is the number. Phone lines are already jammed up with people who have no idea what the contest is about. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Our prizes are so good. Why would you not want to participate? That's right. And after all, we're playing, sound effect ready, uh-huh. Clips Ahoy. Clips Ahoy. Probably get Bill saying that. Clips Ahoy. Ahoy. All right. All right. Uh, Try not to do nautical things to confuse the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Do I mean, things more land-based. It I mean, works better for terrestrial radio. I mean, they're driving after all, right? They're, they're, nice. on, they're, they're on the ground. If yeah. they're in boats, it makes sense, but it doesn't, so don't confuse them. And never go above 10 and third leg of the stool, open barn door. <laughs> all right, hang on. Land-based. <laughs> I want to I wanna go to uh, caller uh, Kathy. Hey, Kathy, are you there? I am. I am. Kathy, are, you're not calling for the Clips Ahoy contest, are you? I am not. I'm calling for that $500 prize I just won. She did it. She did it. She won it. How about that? Texted the word over, and I think it was friend was our word, and she nailed it. Nice job, Kathy. Have have you been been playing along for a while? Or because we've had a few people that have done it on their first text ever. Uh, well, I, w- I was pretty diligent in the beginning, and then I kind of dropped off last week. And then I said, "I got to get back into this," and I I can't believe I won. It was your time. You know what? That? That, that's you. You followed our method, Kathy, which is to not do a lot and hope it works out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kathy, <laughs> where are you from? I am from Hopewell, New Jersey. Hopewell, New Jersey. Ooh. Well, the sun is shining brighter there because they got a winner in that town. And Kathy, five hundred dollars, courtesy. Of WMMR and Hyundai City, and we're very happy to have you on board the Money Club. Thank you very much. All right, let's hear for Kathy, everybody. You can be just like her. Next opportunity is at 10 a.m. We will get you that money clip, so get set. All right, in the meantime, we're going to do uh, Clips Ahoy, uh, which is... No, nope, I'm doing <laughs> this by, wrong. Here. By the way, if I may interject here, Preston, if, if this works well, it, for those of you who ask a lot of times for us to do reviews where we, we uh, explain these clips, uh, we can do more of this and, and yeah. uh, perhaps get to the clip that you want. So... We're just asking to be kind. Okay. Is this the, the music that I'm going to try? Yeah, why not? Right, let's try this. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. It's uh, Anchors Away. It just you, played at a different you time. You do the mixed uh, beds are cool. Oh, but, okay. But anyway, we'll do this. All right. So we're going we're gonna to go to a caller. We're going to play a clip and then give them a multiple choice of the context of that clip. For Clips Ahoy. That's right. Clips Ahoy. ahoy. Thank you, Bill. Clips Ahoy. Make it land-based. <laughs> Don't confuse them. They'll think it's a cookie. <laughs> I'm going to go to Brian. <laughs> hey, Brian, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. By the way, Marissa, you can tell Kathy she doesn't have to hold on any longer. 
right, Brian, we're going to play Clips Ahoy. I'm going to play this clip for you, and then I'm going to give you a multiple choice on the context of that clip. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, here is the clip. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let me play that again. Here we go. I don't know. And to be honest, I didn't remember the context of this until we got this contest. So here <laughs> we go. Brian, is that A, uh, after a snowy morning commute into the studio, Preston asked Casey why he had his heavy winter coat tucked into his ski pants. B, Casey revealed that he doesn't know if listener-delivered cookies are fresh after declaring that his wife's car appeared in the movie Unbreakable. Or C, Preston asked Casey why he licks the end of a Tide stick before attempting to remove a stain. I don't know. All right. <laughs> What do you think, A, B, or C? I'm going to say B. B, Casey reveals that he doesn't know if listener delivered cookies are fresh after declaring that his wife's car appeared in the movie Unbreakable. That is correct. That's how you play it. Nice job. We'll tell you what your prize is, and then we'll play the whole clip to give you an idea of what was around it and now what the origin was. Casey, what are we going to give to Brian? All right, we have a case of sparkling hard tea from Loverboy. You might recall Loverboy from Bravo's hit reality series, Summer House. Well, it's the better-for-you premium beverage featuring high-quality, low-calorie sparkling hard teas. Pick up a cold six-pack at Choice Deli, located... At 1642 South Street in Philly. All right, let me play this clip. It's a minute and 10 seconds long, though. That's a little It's beefy. worth it, though. Did they start making cookies with brownies in the middle of it? I don't know. Wait, is that when what it is? Did that happen? I, I, What is this? Dude, not just that. Hang on, look at this. Is that the caramel one? That's the caramel one. And Dude. it's break and bake. My new best friend, Danielle. Danielle? What? Oh, wait. You no. want to say something? Did what? you lie to me? I was going to say, it could never be break and bake. It's our own little recipe from Conroe Street, St. Joe's Girls. Wow. Really? Yes. Yeah. They made chocolate chip cookies with inside the chocolate. You break it open and there's a brownie inside the chocolate chip Not only cookie. that, there's a pearl in there. Oh, oh, my oh that's crazy. Oh, my God. I did not know. But they, why it tastes so damn good. But they do make these? At, yeah. uh, they're called Break and Bake? Are they Break and Bake? Yeah, they are. They are. Oh, they are. Now, uh, okay. my wife used to live on Conroe Street. In fact, in the un- um, Unbreakable movie, her car was parked on Conroe, <laughs> and, it, and it made it into the movie. It was actually nominated. Yes, it was. <laughs> Best car. Best car parked on the side of the street. Okay. Well, I was talking about cookies, but <laughs> I like cookies. Yeah. So was I. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, I, I did not know. Have these been out for a while? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and there it was. There it is. <laughs> and a very Casey moment yeah. to sideline and talk about her his well, wife's car unbreakable. I don't think I'm going to recognize most of these clips. Or, or mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll recognize the clips themselves, but the origins. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a terrible job with all of well, them. Well, they, they go on to it's it's like 420. We don't, you know, do you yeah. remember yeah. the origins? It's yeah. hard. All right, uh, we're going to try new music for Clips Ahoy. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's try this out. Clips Ahoy. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> Slow build. It starts off very quiet. I don't like it. Okay. Oh. It's building. It's Pirates confusing. The, is it Pirates of the Caribbean? It says epic no. pirate music. It's Pirates so. of the Caribbean. Oh, oh Jesus. I don't like it. All right. Let's try another caller for Clips Ahoy, and we will get uh, Nick on. Hi, Nick. Good morning, sir. Ten seems desperate. <laughs> Jazz and Ten seems desperate. <laughs> All right. Nick, we're going to play this clip for you, and then uh, I'll give you scenarios of its context. You ready to try it? You got it. All right, here is the clip for you. 
Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's me, of course. Let me do that again. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Is that A, me recreating the sound that I made during a colonoscopy while looping on propofol? Or B, me imagining the sound a young Bill Weston would have made when first learning to pleasure himself? Or C, I was frustrated over not being able to recall the title of a song used in a Christmas mashup. Ooh. Can I hear it one more time? Yeah, sure. Here we go. Oh, 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 oh. All right. A, B, or C. Colonoscopy, Bill Weston pleasuring himself, or me recalling a song from a Christmas mashup. I'm going to go with B. B, imagining a young Bill Weston, would, what he would have made the first time learning to pleasure himself, the sound. That's incorrect. Oh! Sorry, Nick. It was indeed me frustrated over not being able to recall the title of a song used in a Christmas mashup. We got to let you go, Nick. Sorry about that. But here's the full context of that clip for those who are interested. Should we be band, playing in a couple months? Yeah, they did their own version of a uh, of Jingle Bells, and it's kind of mashed up with uh, Kesha's TikTok, mm. which is at oh, 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 <laughs> whatever that's on. Oh, Why did I just oh, do this? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I just do this? Because it became immortal then. So that was the clip, and that is the context. We'll go to another caller and try this again. We're going to go to Ryan. Good morning, Ryan. Uh, good morning, it. Uh, good, good morning, it to you, sir. Ryan, this is another clip from yours truly as we're playing Clips Ahoy this morning. Uh, so let's see if you recognize this clip. Here we go. Whatever. All right. <laughs> that one's used quite a bit. Yes. Uh, I'll play it again, and then we'll go through the, the multiple choice. Here we go. Whatever. All right, so is that A, me explaining my past decision to not engage an idiot who knocked over my beer at a concert? Is it B, me reading a transcript of a Khloe Kardashian Instagram post addressing her attitude towards Internet trolls? Or C, me remorsefully describing my youthful and callous reaction to once finishing on a sexual partner's sleeping cat? Oh, Oh dear. (laughs) Is it A, B, or C? I want to go with A. A, explaining my past decision not to engage an idiot who knocked over a beer at a concert. Ryan, that's correct. Clips ahoy, you're a winner. Casey, what are we going to give them? All right, for you, Ryan, we have a Barbin Star prize pack, including a Blu-ray combo pack of the film from the gals who brought you Bridesmaids. Co-stars and co-writers Kristen Wiig and Annie Mamulo comes Barb and Stargo to Vista Del Mar. It's available to purchase on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital right now from Lionsgate. All right, here's the the full clip uh, surrounding that. And the guy was all uh, just throwing his arms around, whatever, just knocked it uptown girl. <laughs> Press that happened to me. I was it wasn't at, Billy Joel, oh. but I was. Uh, Did he was, get you another one? No, oh. it was a complete dick. And Man. I'm like, okay, do I completely ruin this concert experience and go yeah. and find somebody and get him kicked out and maybe get in a fight and all this, or do right. I just say whatever and be pissed about it? And I'm still like 15 <laughs> years yeah. pissed off. I remember that clearly. You do, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was at uh, it was in Camden, and uh, I forgot what show it was at, but I was like, dude, Come I mean, on. I'd just gotten back with a brand new full beer. Guy didn't even offer to pay for it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, just don't do that. Come on, you man. don't do that because look how how scarred you are. Yeah, yeah. People don't think about that. Uh, all right, but I didn't realize. Go back to that clip, Casey, about how quickly. Oh. Uh, how tight of an edit that was. Yeah. 
uh, because that came, I mean, I didn't even barely pause when I said whatever. Other one? No. Uh. It was a complete dick. And Man. I'm like, okay, do I completely ruin this concert experience and go yeah. and find somebody and get them kicked out and maybe get in a fight and all this? Or do right. I just say whatever and be pissed about it? And I'm yeah. still like <laughs> And there you go. So it's, it's immortal now. All right, we'll go next it's to. It's like Rosebud in Citizen Kane. We'll go next to listener John as we are playing Clips Ahoy. <laughs> And John, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on the bop bop tuba dop bop bop dop. Oh, my ah, God. not bad. It's uncanny. Yeah. It's just like me. Uh, all right, John, we're going to play a clip for you, and we'll give you the context, or we will give you multiple choices of the context. Here we go, sir. Man. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Here's the clip. It's Nick. Man. <laughs> all right, now, is that A, Nick? It emits a classic Nick sound after Preston cues him for a live commercial, forcing him to speed swallow a banana. <laughs> or B, Nick recounts the story of running into a friend from college who, at 33, still has stuffed a stuffed animal from her childhood. Or C, Nick remembers being traumatized as a six-year-old by a neighbor's dog who had been taught only to say, Mah. Is it A, B, or C, John? What do you think? I'm going to go with A. Going with A, Nick emits a classic sound after I cued him for a live concert, forcing him to speed swallow a banana. Not quite. Sorry, that's incorrect. You did not get it right, John. We apologize, but it's actually Nick as he recounts the story of running into a friend from college who, at 33, still had a stuffed animal for her from her childhood. Do you remember who that was? Nope. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember that sound. I don't right. remember the origin. I remember none of it. Well, let's refamiliarize ourselves. Here we go. Oh, it's friend though. I had a friend in college who had a uh, Sebastian, uh, the the lobster in the Little, little Mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, she had to take it every single place that she went. And she is, I guess, thirty two or thirty three now. And she, I talked to her uh, four or five months ago. <laughs> she still has it, wow. and she can't sleep without it. I mean, literally. She, has trouble falling asleep, so she'll take it on vacation, you know, wherever. Wow, yeah, I do remember yeah. that now. That's 13 years old. And uh, I, I think we used to just, and any little <laughs> noise oh, that yeah. anybody would make, we'd like look at each other and go, well, yeah. we'll remember that and just isolate that later on. Um, there was also a moment in that where we all said the Little Mermaid, yeah, together. <laughs> Uh, I want to see if we can find that. All right, she had to take it every single place that she went, and she is, I guess, 32 or 33. Yeah, that was before that. Yeah. yeah, go to the beginning. The very beginning. Uh, very beginning? Yep. Here we go. All right. Play it. Oh. Oh, it's friend, though. I had a friend in college who had a uh, Sebastian, uh, the, the lobster in the Little, little Mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. All right. And there was a the yeah, too. Yeah. All right. Back that up. All right. One more time. Here in the Little, little Mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. And, and, the... <laughs> and we got a new one. Grab it, Marissa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, Marissa's got her hand up. Oh, hold on a second here. Marissa? Also, what do we say? That Sebastian is the lobster and Sebastian... Wait. Yeah, Sebastian the little mermaid. is the... He's a crab, right? He's a fish. Yeah, it's opposite. Whatever is in the clip is opposite. No, no, no. Sebastian was, right? Yeah. Hang on. The lobster in the little mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, Sebastian was either a lobster or a crab. Oh, it's a crustacean. Come on, man. We're hanging on by a thread. Nick's, Nick's going to confirm. We'll pull it up. It's a yeah. lobster. He's yeah. red. Why did I think, oh, flounder was a flounder, huh? Flounder was a flounder. <laughs> what did they mean that? Oh, hey, God. by the way, what, 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 what was sharky? What was catfish? <laughs> and what was angelfish? Uh, thank you, Marissa. All right. Uh, who who, was what up? was snaily? Uh, Jay's next. Uh, Jay Online is next. Five, yeah. All right. We will go to him. Hi, Jay. Good morning, sir. 
Good morning, Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla, Godzilla, sir. Godzilla. <laughs> All right, Jay, we're playing uh, Clips Ahoy. I have a clip here. I'm going to play it for you, and then we'll give you some context that you can choose from. Here is the clip, and you've heard this many times from Casey. I like big balls. Okay. Mm. Let me play that one one more time, and then I'll give you the multiple choice. Here we go. I like big balls. All right. Was that A, Casey volunteering his selection to help create a block of ACDC songs for Matt Cord as he fills in for Pierre? B, Casey describes what he told a nun after a third-grade field trip to a cattle ranch. Or C, during a show discussion on favorite kids' games, Casey explains just exactly why he loves crab soccer. All right, Jay, what do you think, A, B, or C? I'm going to go with A. Casey, volunteering his selection, helped create a block of ACDC songs for Matt Cord as he fills in for Pierre. Jay, that's correct. You got it. Nice work, and hang on the line because Casey's got a prize for you. We have a promo screening code for the new action thriller from Amazon Studios, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Without Remorse. Starring Michael B. Jordan on April 29th. Without Remorse. I thought you were going to do it again. Without Remorse. It's on Prime Video starting April 30th. All right, and let's play. Do you want to hear the okay? Sorry. The full clip. Here we go. So, Matt, what's going on in the show today? Man? Well, we have a block of uh, ACDC. Any requests? Uh, well, I don't and know. Bon Scott's birthday will be this uh, Saturday. Do you have an obscure one, Preston? An obscure ACDC song? I'm sorry. I'm communicating yeah, no, with Casey you. about something. Uh, an obscure... Well, not obscure. I always like to have a drink on me. But, All right. But, um, we and, played that on Friday for you. Okay. Oh, that's right. Never mind. We just played that on Friday. I like Thunderstruck. Okay. Thunderstruck's good. I need one more. I like okay. big balls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Please. Please isolate right. I love big balls. Oh. Ball sacks are yummy. That's uh, also, I love, we I, need to add the, the I yeah. love one. Is that cleaner? I, I don't, here, back it up just a bit. Here. Please isolate right. I love big balls. That might work. It's good, too. I'd take yeah. them as a companion piece. All as right. we call bookends. Let's go to another caller for uh, a prize. I got Mike on the line. Hey, Mike, how you doing, bud? And that's a good one, and it may may surface someday. That's what I get to do. We're not going to play that one today. We, however, have a different one for Clips Ahoy. You ready, Mike? Yep. All right, this one comes from both Kathy and Nick together. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the one we use at the end of... uh, No. no. Uh, American Girl? Girl, No. Mm -mm. Okay, here it is again. (laughs) (laughs) We rub off on each other. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, so here's the multiple choice on the context of that, Mike. Is it A, after the concept of F, marry, or kill is brought up, Kathy says the only way Nick could F her is if she had been killed. (laughs) Is it B, Nick and Kathy react to an exchange between Steve and a visiting comedian about what it's like for their wives to be married to them? Or is it C, during an exceptionally loud Nick snack eating session, Kathy observes that she actually had a harder time hearing the demolition of the spectrum? So, Mike. Well, since I didn't hear the clip, I'm going to go with C. You're going to go with C. You didn't hear the clip? It just sounded like static. What? Oh, that's weird. Well, it's them laughing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's see. You go with C, and that is incorrect. I'm sorry, Mike. So it worked out. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it didn't oh, work it did. out. No, it no. did not. Uh, Mike, hang on the line. Actually, it is Nick and Kathy react to an exchange between Steve and a visiting comedian 
about what it's like for their wives to be married to them. And here is that full clip. They started hanging out with a comedian, and with it, you know, then they realized a miserable sadness yeah. exists. They're like, wait, what happened to the guy from the stage? Like, I don't know. I well, hate myself. I suck. This is horrible. Yeah, my, my wife gets, she, you know, she, you must, you're at home with Steve, you must laugh all the time. And so I, t- I told her the default line is, I, keep, I laugh until he hits me. And that's it. <laughs> that's enough, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's got to be a limit. <laughs> right, yeah. Jesus. You must laugh all the time. Was uh, that, was, I mean, not to pry into personal things, but uh, uh, with your uh, marriage beating going asunder? Yeah. <laughs> what was I beating? Were you beating? Was I, I was very violent toward her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of violence in the home. You occasionally kick her now and then. What, was it just a lifestyle of being a traveling comedian that, that ended it's up? It's got to be hard. Nah, yeah. it was part of it, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it was part of it in the sense that, no. I mean, it was mostly my alcoholism and drug addiction. We, well, but you, I'm totally better. <laughs> You are, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And for for a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. You know who that was? Yeah. That was Greg Geraldo. Was that Geraldo? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's great. The deer departed. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, guys, these have you gotten any of these right? I haven't gotten. I didn't remember any of these I don't except think so. for there's there's one or two. I remember that I like big balls, mm-hmm. uh, Casey, and and that context. But the other ones, I didn't remember well, at all. Some, like that last one wasn't even really like a focal point of the... Yeah. So it's weird that somebody grabbed that, that or heard that or whatever. Plucked out of that, yeah. Uh, by the way, Casey, who was our last caller? That was uh, Mike. He's He gone. Okay, he is gone. Okay, all right. I told him to hang on. But he did. It, and I, and I he did not win, him. yeah. No, he, he's, right. he's mad. Here we go. No, he's not, but Casey, we just want, want to make sure I didn't put him on hold. All right, we'll go next to Kevin, I think, is next. All right, uh, hi. Kevin, you're on the air. There's nothing on here. That's There's right. Nothing on here. That one might get played sometime too, but we're not going to do it. Kevin, we're playing Clips Ahoy. Clips Ahoy. And Kevin, this is your clip. And make sure you tell me if you can hear it or not, okay? Okay. All right, here's the clip. Hang on. Biscuits. Okay. Did you hear that? Not really. Could you put me on hold? Not really. Yeah, let's try the whole thing. Hang on. Let me do it again because I want to get some feedback here. Biscuits. So you didn't hear that at all? There we go. Okay, I'll, I'll put you I on I hold. What he said, though. Hang on a second. I'll put you on hold. I'll do it one more time. Biscuits! I just need to know because our engineering department needs to know about this. All right, did you hear it that time? Yeah, that was much better. All right, yeah. Kevin, is that A, Casey remembering a homeless man from his childhood who used to dance for money whenever his name was yelled? Uh, B, Casey is overwhelmed by his all-consuming adoration for Red Lobster biscuits while doing a live commercial? Or is it C, Casey telling how his first dog... Uh, had grown up once it got into some used tampons. Wait, tell his first dog growing up once got into some used tampons and ran around the house streaking red everywhere. What do you think, A, B, or C? I'm going to go B. You're going to go B. Casey overwhelmed by his all-consuming adoration for red lobster biscuits while doing a live commercial. Well, that is correct, yeah! Kevin. And that means you win, sir. Here's what we have for you. All right, you. we have a Barb and Star prize pack, including a Blu-ray combo pack of the film. This is available to purchase on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital right now from Lionsgate. All right, and the full clip of Casey and Biscuits is as follows. Hey, it's Casey Boy from the Preston to Steve show, and I just had lunch at Red Lobster where they see food differently. Actually sat down at the Springfield Red Lobster. I joined Peggy for lunch. Got one word for you. Biscuits! Man, their biscuits are so good, but when I... <laughs> and in that, it sounds isolated already. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, it, it sounds like it wasn't biscuits. real, like you yeah. threw the clip in there. So, All right, do we have time for one more? Yeah. All right, because we have a guest coming up. 
Uh, we will go to, I believe, Paul is our next caller up. If I don't get to you, we apologize, gang, but we only have so much time. Hi, Paul. You're on the air, sir. Arr, Captain Blackfinger. Ah, 420, sir. <laughs> All right. Paul, I'm going to play this clip for me for you. Tell me if you can hear it or not, okay? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> what? Seriously? Yeah. Uh, all right, let me play it again. Did you hear that, Paul? Uh, yeah, that's Nick chewing, isn't it? Okay, mm-hmm. it's it's a Nick clip for sure. <laughs> and here is the context or the potential context. Uh, is it A, Nick attempting to say Cowper, as in Matt Cowper, while eating a Renaissance Fair turkey leg? <laughs> B, Nick attempting to say Coop, as in Little Deuce Coop, while eating an entire canned ham? <laughs> or is it C, Nick attempting to say the title of a rom-com directed by a Christmas Story star, Peter Billingsley? Oh, wow. Uh, I'll go Billingsley. you go Billingsley with C. Yeah. And you would be correct, sir. Yeah! Hang on, Paul, because we got something for your trouble. All right, Paul, for you, we have a pair of passes to see the action event of the year when Mortal Kombat, the worldwide phenomenon, comes to life in theaters, streaming exclusively on HBO Max Friday, rated R. Why is Preston Elliott's name in there? I think it's a it's a mix that somebody did, oh. like, a, like a listener put together with our names. You're not fighting I didn't even hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve Morrison. Casey, uh, Casey Boy was in there, too. That's oh, cool. All right, so uh, here's the full clip to that gulp or whatever that was, uh, the Nick sound. Here we go. And um, Peter one? Billingsley directed couple, Couples Retreat. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. 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 There we go. I started it. Yeah, that's, they had the wrong. That's, that's the wrong clip. The wrong clip. Yeah, you guys this are just is playing uh, that one for no reason. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, there it is. Hang on. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? It, it was no. It's a different one. Yeah, so, different so listen one. to the full clip. There are so many. Listen to the full yeah. clip because he says couple. And um, <laughs> Peter one? Billingsley directed couple couples retreat. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 it had to be clip. that word. It was couple. It was supposed to be this couple. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. Ah, and I think it was just the the, the part it after was the, that. It was yep. the gulp after the couple. Yeah, yeah. That's, yep. yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, we got a winner on that one, yeah. and uh, we sent him off with some good stuff. So, uh, clips ahoy! What do you guys Woo! think? Yeah. yeah. What's that? What? Where's the Sebastian? The no, Little Mermaid. Is the... Where's that coming from? <laughs> The hell's Boy happening? Was oh, right. Sebastian was right. Hold on, that was on that was on that music, Casey. That was at the tail end of that that what, music bed. Really? Marissa, I was dumping that music bed down, and I thought I stopped Voxtar, but I guess I did. <laughs> ah, that's I thought, crazy. Are we dead? <laughs> Okay. This is a great guys. day so far. <laughs> no, what a actually, day. that was a really fun game. You, so number nine is an. I don't know if we have time, but number nine is another Nick. Similar uh, to that. Well, yeah. I mean, well, let's play this again sometime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, right. we got a break because it's uh, it's time. Oh, we got right, our guest right. coming up. So I uh, would love to play more, but we don't have the time. So, all right. Uh, we, is our our guest is at nine, right? Yeah. Not yeah, nine yeah. ten. Not not nine ten. Not nine thirty. Okay, oh, we're zooming nine, with them at nine. nine. All right. So we'll take nine. a break. We'll come back, but we will play clips ahoy some other time. There you go. And have a chance to go through some other presidency clips at a later date. When we return, uh, we will get from National Geographic Secrets of the Whales, Mr. Brian Scarion. And don't forget, another chance of winning 500 bucks is on your way today, too. We'll be right back. 
Bags in Boyertown this morning. Awesome, I just won $500. Oh, there you go. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Money Clips. Do you happen to have an extra 500 laying around? I just happened to have won it. Great day in the morning. How could that have happened? I was looking at WMMR. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip up to seven times a day. I appreciate it. Hey, it's our pleasure, man. Thank you very much. Such a good feeling, especially when we're giving away the company's money. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 and noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play one of your favorite Preston and Steve clips and also give you a keyword. Text that or enter it on our website or app. Congrats, and most of all, thanks for listening. We appreciate it, buddy. Back, back, and you guys are awesome. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Hyundai City, South Jersey's official Hyundai headquarters. MMR Rock. All right, buddy. Cheers. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I don't care who you are. You gotta. You, you have to think that whales are amazing creatures. I'm just amazing. Like even Kathy would probably think. You, you got to think whales are amazing, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I thought I was going to be a marine biologist when I was a kid. Really? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right well, so you can plug into this conversation. <laughs> this four part series on Disney Plus is premiering uh, on Thursday, which is uh, Earth Day, by the way. So excited for this! And it's got some heavy hitters involved. Uh, we mentioned uh, James Cameron yes. uh, producing, uh, narrated by. Gorney Weaver, and our next guest has spent three years on this project. Yeah. 24 locations all around the world to get some unseen footage. I mean, some things that have never, never been, been captured seen. Yes. on film before, which is really cool. So we would like to welcome Mr. Brian Scary to our yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, right. National Geographic. Brian, good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for doing this, guys. No problem. So, you know, I mentioned at the top uh, three, uh, three, uh, three years on the project. Um, yeah. Does that... Is that uh, included in, in just getting the idea together that this is going to happen in all the nuts and bolts, or you actually spent three years of filming and traveling around the world? Yeah, so that was just three years in the field uh, wow. producing this. So, uh, you know, I, I created uh, the project, Secrets of the Whales, with National Geographic, and that came really over the last decade. My last big whale story for National Geographic was published in 2008 in the magazine, and since that time, I was very interested in doing a multi-species story, but the trick was for me finding the right narrative. And I read a lot of scientific paper, talked to researchers, and I settled on this notion of culture, the fact that right. some of the latest science was revealing that whales have culture like humans. So it became a, a magazine story, a book, and then the four-part series with Disney, which, you know, is, is wonderful. Why, uh, what, what is it about uh, whales that, that got you this deep into uh, their their life, their culture, and, and, and sharing this. What, do you have a first-time experience that really did it for you? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in Massachusetts, and I first saw a whale in 1985. I'd been out scuba diving on a shipwreck. I came up and heard that there was a whale entangled and went over there with my boat, and I actually jumped in the water foolishly and spent a couple of hours cutting that whale out, which in hindsight was a very dangerous <laughs> thing. But, you know, but it was a, a really impressive experience. And then, you know, throughout my career, I've been exploring the world's oceans for over four decades. And there's something magical about being in the presence of whales and dolphins. But with this project, it was really about the, the science, you know, the fact that whales are doing things differently um, depending where in the world they live. But it's, it's fascinating. And obviously this the level of documentary and the technology behind documentaries has gotten, I mean, I was watching, you know, I'm a big fan of Discovery Plus. My wife and I just took a, and, and Disney Plus, just took a big uh, uh, dive into Disney Plus's um, nature roster. And there's just amazing stuff. 
And I'm wondering, uh, Brian, you know, as these things advance and, you know, the use of drones and so on and so forth, have you been able to play? Because I know James Cameron is a big tech guy. Is there something that is revolutionizing the state of underwater documentaries these days? You got muted. Oh, it's muted. Yep. I, okay. I saw yeah. Sorry, hang on just a second, yeah, He's Brian. muted. We're not. I think he's muted on his computer. Uh, some, I don't know if your hand hit your keyboard or what. We're doing this uh, via Zoom for those who are just checking. But I saw a, a message that popped up and said it was muted, and now we can't hear It said, hear do Brian. not answer Steve's question. There we go. And now, and now we lost him. Uh, we're losing. Oh, this cannot be happening. This is not on our end. Oh, bummer. Uh, Brian, are you there? I hear him. Yeah, no, I'm I'm here. We lost you for a second. You You were cutting in and out for some reason. Oh, wow. Very strange. Okay, well, anyway. um, The question was, yeah, the tech of of underwater. Yeah, about tech. Yeah, no, it's a a very exciting time as an ocean storyteller, visual storyteller, because of technology. You know, the cameras that we're using these days are able to shoot in much lower light. You know, there were scenes in this film that we were in the Norwegian Arctic days before the polar night when it's going to be dark 24 hours a day and we're trying to capture orca behavior feeding in the dark ocean. So to be able to just increase the ISO, the the light gathering sensitivity, you know, to be able to, as you said, use cinematic quality drones in remote locations where you couldn't get a helicopter to to put a, a gyro stabilized system on the boat with a thousand millimeter lens to get these intimate portraits or to have pole cams and, you know, all of these other things that just make it so much better to work in the, in the ocean. Um, you know, when I was shooting film, you know, 10, 15 years ago, uh, you were very limited, but now you can do so much more. That's wild. Brian, it's really interesting to hear you mention Massachusetts because the, I, I've been lucky enough to go on a few different whale watches over the years, and the, my, the favorite two that I've ever done were uh, one out of Cape Ann and one out of Cape Cod. And, and yes. uh, you know, I was a kid when I did them, but they are they are burned into my memory. They were just these incredible moments where the ship's engine, engines completely stopped and humpback whales and fin whales came up to the side of the boat. It was just it was a magical thing. So have you done a lot of whale watching uh, on the east coast of, of the states as well? Well, I have. And, and you, you know, over the years, especially when I was a kid as well, growing up, I went on those same boats in Cape Ann and, and Boston and so forth. And, and, you know, when I wrote this proposal, when I pitched this to National Geographic, I actually used that. I said, you know, there's a multi-billion dollar whale watching industry yeah. on planet Earth where people all over the world get on boats and they go out and see a whale. And then they're, they're, they're touched by that. And then they eat a hamburger and they go home. But what we're trying to do with with Secrets of the Whales is bring these folks into the lives of these whales and show them their personality, their ancestral traditions, the fact that they're passing on this stuff, you know, that they have emotion. You know, we've got scenes of an orca mom carrying her dead calf underwater in Norway or an orca feeding me a stingray in New Zealand or baby belugas being born in the Canadian Arctic, stuff that's never been seen before. So I think what we're trying to do is take the whale watching experience and amplify it with with really powerful visuals and stories. Well, you've picked, I mean, listen, it's, it's wild to say this, but you pick some of my favorite whales. Orcas, humpbacks, belugas, <laughs> narwhals, and sperm whale. The sperm whale is a fascinating creature, yeah. especially because as I was watching another documentary about, uh, and the, the scientist was making the case that in many ways it's much easier to explore space than it is to explore the oceans. And, yeah. and uh, about the sperm whale, and it's an unbelievable ability to dive to the depths that it does, and we know so little about it, about what it does at the depths it hits. Uh, I assume yeah. you uh, discover a lot. 
Yeah, no, it's an excellent point. These are animals, you know, that Melville in Moby Dick portrayed as leviathans, as monsters that smash ships and kill people. But what science is revealing is that the sperm whale has the biggest brain of any animal on the planet. They are shy and gentle and loving. And, you know, life in the ocean is difficult. I've spent months with them, tracking them. And as you say, they're spending most of the time foraging in, you know, hundreds of meters deep water, cold, dark, but they make time every day or every few days as a family to come together and wow. reaffirm those bonds. You know, we have socializing scenes where, you know, new calves are born. These are matrilineal societies. They are led by the older, wiser females of the group that make all the decisions. And, you know, what, what I learned after three years and then being locked down for the last year in pandemic was that, you know, they're much like us, but that, that I had to be reminded of the importance of community and family and those bonds because right. it, it, we are social creatures as well. You had mentioned, you know, your first experience being in the water with one and how that was uh, dangerous. But how are um, how are interactions with humans when it comes to um, human beings in the water with these animals? Is there and you, and you said one was trying to feed you a ray. What, uh, how, how, what's our communication like between these animals? Yeah, and just to give a little context there, the, the reason I said that was dangerous that first time was because this was an entangled whale okay. out in Cape Cod Bay. It was wrapped in a lobster line, a lobster trawl. So to try to disentangle a whale is very dangerous from a boat. It's only sure. experts do that. To get in the water is, is crazy. But um, generally speaking, if you're in the company of whales in the water as a snorkeler or diver or whatever, um, there's no real worry about, you know, danger. These are very highly aware animals. And, and if they're not interested in you, they'll just swim the other way. But if they do engage, it, it can be magical. You just have to be vigilant about, you know, where, where they are, where you are, not get too, too close. And but, respectful. But there's no real danger. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Brian, I've, I've read recently about um, how noise can affect whales and their, and their uh, routes and migration patterns and things like that. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. how that has changed over the last few years? Yeah, it's a real problem. You know, we don't. We, there's so many other problems in the in the world's oceans that uh, ocean noise doesn't often get talked about very much. But you're right; these are acoustic animals. You know, they see their world often acoustically. They communicate over great distances with their with their whale dialects and sounds. And yet, there's so much ocean noise. You know, a, a, a paper was published several years ago off the Mid Atlantic coast. It said there was so much noise in the ocean that it wouldn't be approved as a OSHA safe work workspace. You know, and and yet these are animals that that have to change the octaves to try to communicate, and and they can't really do it effectively. And places like the Arctic that are melting are, are changing rapidly. So beluga whales, narwhals that for, for eons have essentially lived in this silent place up there. Now the Northwest Passage is, is opening up to ship traffic and it's radically going to change their world. So I think we need to be aware and, and maybe make decisions uh, with the whales in mind. Uh, Brian, you know, you, you, you'd mentioned a few special things and, and never before seen, to, seen things that you guys were uh, able to capture on film. And I'm sure... As, as long as this, these species are going to be studied, you're never going to know everything you'd like to know. But what are, what, what are some things in, in your time you'd like to see captured on film that have never been? Is there any kind of holy grail? Boy, I'd really like to see this. Yeah, I mean, I think some of those 
behaviors that stir my soul, you know, things like a sperm whale feeding on squid in, in the deep ocean, you know, yeah. hundreds of meters deep in the dark ocean, you know, technology is getting better. I think we're getting closer to that and it might not be too long that we'll, we'll see those kinds of things. And, you know, we, in this series and in the book and the magazine, we have revealing so much of these quote secrets to us about the whales, but we're just at the infancy. You know, I think in the time ahead, all goes well, we will see so much more of their lives, their personality, their behaviors, how they interact with each other, how they interact with the rest of the ocean, that three-dimensionality of, of connectivity that exists in nature. So those, those are the things that interest me. But, but simple behaviors like a whale eating, you know, swimming through a prey field of squid – um, would be one of those things. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, and we, we talked about our earliest experiences. My, my first encounter with the whale was on a whale watch uh, for an Okinus, an association was out off the coast of uh, Long Island, and the, the humpback whale came to the side of the uh, of the boat and rolled, and, and the its eye was looking up at me, and I will never forget that moment. You sensed, you sensed clearly something beyond that eye. That was regarding me as I was regarding it, and that has—that's why I'm so—I'm so excited for these uh, for these uh, episodes because there's so much to understand there, and so much that can inspire us and remind us. As you said, you were reminded of your sense of community. Uh, yeah, you know, through through this, and it's it's always something good to reaffirm to yourself. Well, that, you make an excellent point. I think there is a kinship, you know, and for so long, I think humans have seen ourselves apart from nature or above nature. And what I'm hoping with this series and with the book and magazine is that maybe folks will see the ocean and our planet through the lens of another species, through the lens of culture, and that that's a bit of a game changer when we realize that we're not alone, that, yeah. that there are these other complex animals out there and families that that maybe will treat the planet a little bit better. Uh, Brian, in working with uh, James Cameron, uh, any chance he'll put you in the Avatar uh, sequences? <laughs> maybe a bit part. Yeah, well, I was just talking with him the other night, and um, he's he's still in post-production on Avatar, so I'm very excited about that. I don't think I'll be in that, but we are talking about doing other work together. All right, so, all right, fair yeah. enough. All right, so uh, the four-part Disney Plus original series is premiering, like I said, on Thursday on Earth Day, and it's from Nat Geo, so it's only the best. Yeah, excellent, yeah. And by the way, I didn't even mention all the awards that Brian has won throughout Quite the Quite a lot. He's, yeah. uh, he's a... a He's a pretty well-to-do gentleman yeah. in the world. Knows how to work a camera. Exactly. <laughs> Brian, thanks so much. We're excited for the special, and we wish you luck. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Anytime. All right, Brian Scary, Yay! guys, on the show. It's it's incredible. National Geographic just does yeah. the most incredible work. Think You're looking at stuff going, this this can't be real, but it is, you know? Well, I mean, they the, again, like with the things they can do with remote-controlled cameras and with the drones he was saying and the stuff underwater and just the general the general ability there the, the the gentleman we had and i forget his name his name uh you know he did the uh the special on the illusions um and it was fascinating i watched it and preston he's out there the the camera's got a lens that's like the size of a football field, and he's getting shots that you could never get before it just blows your mind absolutely i have a couple of other uh science-based things that could uh tie right into this because some stuff has been happening uh, including uh, the helicopter on Mars. Yes, that happened uh, yesterday. Got Arnold excited. Uh, yeah, Arnold was all he, he was ready to get to the chopper. Yeah, uh, but yeah, ingenuity is the name of it, and get it, to the chopper! it achieved <laughs> the first powered flight on another planet. Wow! Yesterday, I, that's that's historic. I mean, that's huge. I learned that they land uh, landed the rover in a field on Mars called Wright Brothers Field. Yes, and. Uh, <laughs> 
the flight yesterday lasted longer than the original Wright Brothers flight. Not only that, they had a wing clipping from one yeah. of the Wright Brothers from the from the plane at Kitty Hawk. Yeah, and it's on that. Isn't that up amazing? There on Mars, freaking Mars, and took the first flight. Freaking Mars, freaking Mars, Mars. flying in different atmosphere conditions made it more difficult. The props had to be designed differently. Yeah, freaking Warlock. So oh. they had. They, <laughs> oh my God! They actually used they, they as as a historical significance. They they sent that up, and it's a big deal. Even if something weighs you know like a paperclip, to put it on a spacecraft and send it up is a big deal because weight is is everything. Weight versus they had a Lisa uh, and flashlight on it too. Yeah, really? that's right. Lisa and? Yeah, I'm not bitching a total freaking rock star from Mars. That's yeah. NASA talking That's right. to the uh, yeah. Mars. Mars. You know how he got there on a Mercury surface. Mercury <laughs> surface. Right. Yeah, deep, deep. silver <laughs> surface. Freaking Mars. He oh, wrote it there up there. It is. Yeah. Do you oh, have it? Yeah. Hold on. I've been riding it on a uh, on a Mercury surfboard. On a Mercury surfboard. This NASA. That was great. Great guys. Uh, freaking helicopter took off on Mars. <laughs> Why did we put him on the team? <laughs> I d- <laughs> oh my god! Checking mercury conditions and the mercury surfboard is a freaking mercury. <laughs> Could you stop talking? <laughs> I'm a freaking warlock running the freaking expedition. The helicopter's freaking lifting in the air. The mercury surfboard from a silver bullet of the freaking. <laughs> just, just let it breathe. Put him in the clo- Somebody put him in the closet. <laughs> no, no. Just let them breathe. It's historical. Freaking historical. <laughs> Freaking uh, helicopter on freaking helicopter on freaking Mars. Close, we're looking at it on the TV like it's in our freaking backyard. <laughs> this guy's an astronaut. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Are you kidding me, dude? He's a warlock. I mean, how can you not have somebody with that? blood? I piss fire. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it is so. Uh, li- again, they they had to they. You know, they they take their best guess on how they can levitate this in a different atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So we think, okay, well, we fly helicopters here. It's not the same condition. And so they have to, uh, the the wing design on the props was different to accommodate it. And and it it flew a stable liftoff. Would you say it was epic? It was epic. Epic. Yeah, okay. Totally epic freaking Mars Uh, helicopter. Yeah. The chopper, like Arnold said, that movie, The Predator. Uh, yes, the the science involved in this stuff is freaking is, crazy, right? It's incredible. <laughs> the the all, all the stuff from from the big stuff to launching the the vehicles and getting it on the proper just freaking taking off on the property <laughs> on the proper trajectory <laughs> with the uh, 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 with the orbits and everything planning out right. The base things and that, you know, all that get to the top, <laughs> the rocks and the stones and the okay. dust and the things that you find at the base planets. Uh, but anyhow, so. Yeah, the four-pound solar-powered helicopter ascended above the Martian surface, hovered, and then touched back down. Uh, That's all that they did. They just lifted it up. Uh, The feat was documented by a photo received from the helicopter's onboard navigation camera. There's now video that you can see, um, and you can see a a shadow cast by Ingenuity above the Mars surface. so cool. And a color video shows the flight uh, moments after that uh, picture came in. And then there's a picture of it with a uh, corona light next to it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, the Ingenuity Project. You change your latitude. Uh, the Ingenuity Project Manager Mimi Ong is her name. Uh, said we can now say that human beings have flown a rotocraft on another planet. How about that, Mimi? Uh, we've been. To... Hey, good to see you again. Not <laughs> what? Uh, all those aliens don't screw it up. I saw that movie Mac and Me. He seemed like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, she said, we have been talking about it for so long, our Wright Brothers moment on Mars. Maybe they can explain to us why there was an alien at the end of Meatballs 2. And here it is. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what were you going to say? Um, I don't know. I oh, don't I know. know. I know. Uh, you had a freaking tongue-tied, didn't you? Well, no, no, no. I just, because I, I was writing down a lesson question. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the thing that I think about when this type of thing happens is... Uh, it was, what, 120 years ago, 117 years ago that the Wright brothers did what they did. Yeah. And Kitty Hawk, where are we going to be on Mars 117 yeah. years from now? You know, if we can fly a helicopter today. A freaking party. Right? <laughs> I hope uh, I mean, listen. Look, look, again, uh, you're, I'm always fascinated by that timeline that shows the 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 uh, exponential rate at which things increase from, you know, um, zero to uh, like a thousand is man discovers his own ass. Yeah. And then from there on is, you know, it, it, like two inches away is monorail. And when yeah. you watch this video, like in and of itself, you're, it might not be that impressive to you, but where it gets us and where, yeah. it, where it takes us afterwards, oh, yeah. that, that to me is what, um, wow. Know, just what incredible. does that mean? Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Impressive. Not. <laughs> <laughs> He's using a Wayne's world reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, like I Isn't said, special. <laughs> They paid tribute yeah, to, that's the ticket. to the Wright Brothers' flight uh, by um, with the rubber hose. having an aff- they affixed a tiny swath of wing fabric from the original Wright Brother flyer under wow. Ingenuity solar panel. While Monday's flight metrics may seem less than ambitious, the airfield for the interplanetary test flight is 173 million miles All from right. Earth so- on the floor of the vast Martian basin called Jezero Crater. Okay, so Freaking it was huge. It was just a test flight. Yeah, I missed practice. <laughs> I'm talking about practice. <laughs> to quote the great Alan Iverson, practice. Uh, Come on, guys, we're talking about practice. I didn't even know we had that. No. Uh, Ong and her team had to wait more than three excruciating hours before learning whether it had worked or not. I mean, so people here were controlling that remotely, yeah. and that has. I don't know if people can comprehend the awe of what was achieved. It's mm. it's astonishing. Yeah. yeah. Freaking miracle. Yeah. So what I don't know is what it says here. Ingenuity is now expected to undertake several additional lengthier flights in the weeks ahead, uh, though it will need to rest four or five days in between each to recharge its battery. So eventually this will be, you know, if they can send up a fleet of these things, surveying Sur- the area. Surveying the will area. Be, will be more more detailed uh, tourism, and, yeah, tourism rides, yeah, the whole thing ride, yeah. So of course you get in and the, like the, the the biggest overweight Martian guy takes a seat next to you. Steve <laughs> riding a roller coaster on, on Mars, a roller coaster on Mars, doing a loop to loop at one hundred and eighty thousand miles a second. Freaking amazing! But I threw up my churro. Oh, <laughs> you shouldn't eat it. So they told me not to eat it on Mars. Churro weighs two hundred pounds. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, this is so all the groundwork's being laid. If if we stay true to the projected Mars, listen, we 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 have to set up a moon base first. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's what your grandmother always told. Yeah, me. this won't be in our lifetime, any of that stuff. Mm, but it's pretty amazing. It no. Jace asked me yesterday, "What's on the other side of a black hole?" I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer for you." But you shut. How dare you say that? Make make him think it's he said something wrong, so he'll never ask you again. <laughs> say black hole. I had to look it up. What's up? Yeah. Oh, what, say, did, what did it say? I Tell don't they, know. I gave it to him and let him read the phone. Read this. Tell him they play Parcheesi yeah. on the other side. <laughs> Mommy's tired. Yeah. 
You know the you know the rule. <laughs> when the wine's drink. open, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Mommy's having wine. I don't know about black holes. I lose the ability to speech. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different turn in the world of science, and we're gonna go back in time instead of way back to the way. Man. Uh, uh, pre-dawn of man. Pre-dawn of man. Oh, yeah. freaking amazing. Uh, so Tyrannosaurus. Rex. May not have been solitary predators no. as long as envisioned, but more like social carnivores such as wolves. Yeah. A new research has uh, unveiled. They gave an estimate to the amount of T-Rexes that they believe at the height uh, inhabited the Earth, and there were... Staggering amounts. Could you imagine if like dinosaurs still existed today? Oh my God! I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, when I, when I see, you, you obviously have to have a lane for them on the streets. Yeah, easily. Listen, when I when I see an alligator, which I think is the closest thing to prehistoric, uh, you know, creatures of of the of, of dinosaurs, essentially, it definitely has that sort of prehistoric look. And and I look at them as being absolute babies yeah. of that. And and what would it be like? To have something pretty much the size of this room yeah. right here Coming and, and bigger, yeah, uh, as with with teeth that are just yeah. like daggers and I an mean, agenda, yeah, it's it's Jesus. freaky as hell. So uh, paleontologists developed the theory that they were more social. You know, they have little cocktail yeah, parties yeah, and things like that. Tyrannosaurus, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> They have trouble. I gotta tell you, the eating is good on the east side of this mountain. <laughs> they do have trouble passing the drinks around because of the short uh, that's arms. True. You know, they have really no, long that's straws. Right. That's why T Rex bartenders never got a lot of work. Really long straws. I'm sorry, I can't shake them. We're just going to stir it. Uh, they pal- can never do shot skis together, <laughs> ever. Shot, 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 shot. <laughs> Paleontologists developed. I'll tell you what, the Tricera, he's the tops. Uh- <laughs> It's a dinosaur dad joke. <laughs> oh, my God. Dad! Dad! Oh, come on, guys. Dad, get out! <laughs> come on. Can't even scratch my own balls. <laughs> oh, I thought they had balls. They were probably inside of them. I think so, right? Yeah. Like like a lizard would? Yeah. Uh, paleontologists <laughs> developed the theory while studying a mass Tyrannosaur death site found seven years ago in the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument in southern Utah. Uh, it's that, one of the two monuments that the Biden administration is considering restoring uh, to their full size. Uh, Trump had uh, shrunken them, so they're trying. To, they're finding more stuff like this as a uh, evidence to say, "Look, we need we need this area open." Uh, but so we use, can do our own Jurassic Park. Yeah. So they use geochemical analysis of that bones out. and rock. A team of researchers with the University of Arkansas determined that the dinosaurs died and were buried in the same place and were not the result of fossil washing in from multiple areas. So they think this was a mass Tyrannosaur grave. The same way that elephants will go to a certain area to, to, to pass, correct? Uh, yeah, I guess so. And, and are, are, they, are, they, are they finding tombstones? This is the third mass Tyrannosaur grave site that's been discovered in North America. I mean, my heart would break. The notion of a, of a Tyrannosaurus widow with a veil over her face uh, crying. Yeah. So this bolsters a theory first developed 20 years ago that they lived in packs. However, more research... the best husband ever. ...needs to be done to make that argument, so... Thank you for coming, Tricera. You're the tops. <laughs> <laughs> it worked both times. Uh, so, according to uh, Christy Curry Rogers, a biology professor, she said... This one will make you happy. He's a plesiosaur. It's possible that uh, these animals may have lived in the same vicinity as 
one another without traveling together in a social group and just came together around dwindling resources as times got tougher. So that's a potential. Well, could could you also the concept of 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 a of a of a, a T Rex traveling like a, a hunting pack, like wolves. Oh my that God. that whole notion alone. You always they've always been depicted throughout time in in, in movies and things. You know, yeah. going all the way back to the Lost World, the silent film. It's always a lone T Rex. Could you imagine? Seven or eight, come on over the hill. No, I wouldn't no. like that. You know, wearing the same clothes. Uh, in 2014, <laughs> they all got leather jackets. Leather jackets. On. Oh no! <laughs> One With the pink ladies. Oh no, the T birds. Yeah, tell me about it, stud. <laughs> oh my god! Go grease lightning. <laughs> Prehistoric, metamorphic, other orphics. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> No, now I'm trying to think of all the Jurassic, uh, Jurassic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Triassic, Triassic, kiss my assic, up your assic. In 2014, Bureau of Land Management paleontologist Alan Titus discovered the site. Uh, Look which, what I found over here. Which was later named the Rainbows and Unicorns Quarry huh. because of the vast array of fossils contained inside. Was Did he actually think that he had found that's where they, they lived, the rainbows? No, they were just saying there was oh. so much there that it was um, rainbows wow. and unicorns. So, I, I, uh, excavation has been ongoing since the site's discovery because of the size of the area and the volume of bones. So there's a lot there. What's the area that is right in Jersey that continues to yield a whole bunch of stuff? Um, that that By the Home Depot? Yeah, it's yeah. literally by a Home Depot, and they're finding all sorts of, I guess, the, 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 the dirt and the soil in that area over the course of, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years yeah. has just been perfect for, for this stuff, so... Uh, the social Tyrannosaurus theory began over Hi, how are you? 20 years ago when more than... I'd a... shake your hand, but I can't reach. <laughs> I'm not being standoffish. I just have incredibly tiny arms. <laughs> Even the food they're passing around, I can't even take advantage of it. Here, open your mouth. Yeah, thank you. Here, try a little bit. Mm, I like that. Yeah. That's called a pot sticker. Oh. Yeah. Mm, well, I like I like me them pot stickers. <laughs> First thing that popped into my mind. Was that what it sounds like when they swallow? Yeah. <laughs> they eat quick. <laughs> we do, yeah. Imagine him, a creature that makes that sound. What would it look like? Giant head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the social Tyrannosaurus theory began over 20 years ago when more than a dozen Tyrannosaurus were found at a site in Alberta, Canada. Another mass death site in Montana again raised the possibility of social Tyrannosaurus. Many scientists questioned the theory, arguing that dinosaurs don't have the brain power to engage in, <laughs> in sophisticated social interaction. By the way, in, fish. in the movie uh, Land of the Lost, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Tyrannosaurus is just super, yeah, hounding uh, Will Ferrell's character, <laughs> and he, you know, he uh, Will's saying, "No, don't worry, he's got the brain the size yeah. of a walnut, right?" And he's super smart, yeah, yeah. And at some point, he throws this gigantic this <laughs> walnut that's about the size of a car at him. <laughs> uh, so, in addition to the Tyrannosaurus, researchers uh, have also found seven species of turtles multiple fish and ray species, two other kinds of dinosaurs, and a nearly complete skeleton of a juvenile uh, Dionysochus alligator. Uh, these uh, other animals do not appear to have all died together. But How big was the, uh, do they give any estimation, or what was there a, 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 
a larger sized prehistoric turtle, or was it essentially? They didn't say. They just said like turtles, the size of a mobile home. But I'm curious how many uh, Tranosaurus. They okay, they're saying found. billions. That that at the at, no 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 I mean found at this mass grave site. Oh okay. I don't think they stumbled across. No billion. no, but they oh, say okay. a, the world pop, billion. like yeah. a billion, like a, at the height of their population uh, on Earth. Mm. As it was, that there were billions. Wow. So, Steve, you'd asked about the one in uh, South Jersey. It's called the Edelman Fossil Park. It's actually right. by a Lowe's, not a Home Depot. Oh, sorry. Okay. And um, it's run by our friend uh, Dan- Dr. Kenneth Lacavara. And right. uh, we should get him on again at some point because uh, he's, you know, he's a genius when it comes to dinosaur stuff. I mean, imagine that the dinosaurs had access to a fully stocked hardware store. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That must have made a big difference. It eliminate a lot yeah. of those arm problems. Yeah, I use extenders because I, sometimes I can't reach bottles and jars up on a high shelf. You know those little things? That's, yeah, it's on the, the hand grippers. The yeah. hand gripper. Grippers, yeah, yeah when you get arthritis. Mm-hmm. I think my, my I bought my mom one one time several years ago. It was called the Golden Retriever. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a <laughs> condescending your, name. You're in your golden yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. You can retrieve things with it. <laughs> Immobile <laughs> granny. <laughs> uh, uh, this is the new use, your useless retriever. Uh, paleontology groups, by the way, have been among those pushing the federal government to restore the Bears Ears National Monument and Grand Ca- uh, Grand like, like the Bees Knees Grand Staircase Escalante to their original sizes to protect the region's rich paleontological and archaeological record. We could never be in this uh, field of work because we can't even say the names. I can't pronounce it's it. Too hard. We'd never be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. it'd be embarrassing at a, at a meeting when you couldn't describe what you did for a living. That's true. Uh, that's all the sciencey stuff that, that I. That is kind of cool, oh, though. Nice. You know, that was a big thing, though. Now T- I have some T Rex thing. I have a science fictiony thing. Kathy, Ooh. now we're in your realm. Here if we you go. Like. Really? I love. Yeah, this. Kathy's sitting here with her Spock ears on. One last thing, and then uh, then we're gonna have to take a break because we got to get ready for some more money to be all given right. away. Uh, the estate of David Prowse of Star Wars fame oh, is oh, going on yeah. sale, including his Empire Strikes Back script. Yeah. A piece of the Millennium Falcon and a Darth Vader mask. So uh, what would a David Prowse script look like? Walk to the left, walk to the right, flail yeah. your arms. Because James Earl Jones did all his dialogue. Well, right. not not originally, though, right? No, right. They, had, yeah. they had him say the stuff. Yeah, I mean, he he thought he was going to be the voice. Yeah. Oh, so, you better listen. Uh, <laughs> all of you going to get blown up by laser beams. So I would imagine the script has all the lines in it. Yeah. Uh, so the incredible collection of over 700 items I got a crazy mind power. includes uh, props and signed cards from co-stars, co-stars like Mark Hamill, wow. where he calls David Dad in Aww. the autographs. Uh, Prowse died at age 85 in November, and all the lots are now going on sale at East Bristol Auctions in his home city, uh, included in his Empire Strikes Back script which has key lines removed so the actors didn't reveal the big twist that Vader was Luke's father. Interesting. Uh, there's also a piece of the cockpit from the Millennium Falcon and a Darth Vader mask that David used at conventions and events. Actually, Nick, you know what? It, well, I guess it would have his lines in there if they said they removed a few of them. But at that point, they had already known that he wouldn't be the voice because well, by the second movie. Yeah, yeah but yeah. James, James Earl Jones, you know, it was, it was after the fact, after the movie was shot. And he would do his, he would do the lines live on set. Right, the, just to have the actors yeah, yeah. To have something to bounce off of. So the collection has been described as a Star Wars collector's dream. It will be sold on May the 4th, uh-huh. of course. Uh, auctioneer Andrew Stowe said, when I was rummaging through the boxes from his house, even now and then, I'd come across something special, and it would send my brain racing in excitement. Uh, he said in one box, I'd find his Empire Strikes Back script, 
and another I'd find an actual piece of the Millennium Falcon, and then a little deeper down I'd find a letter from Peter Cushing. I think the line that he originally read in Empire was uh, Obi Wan killed your father, and so they kept it quiet for. And, and, and if I'm wrong, Star Wars fans, let me know. But um, they kept it quiet from everybody, right. and then James Earl Jones came in and overdubbed it, so it was a surprise to everyone. Oh. There was also a version where that was, dude, I don't know, yeah. right. dude, yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. And then, I don't even goes, know who you are. No. Uh, he said it was a pure spine-tingling excitement. Anything from his uh, work with Kubrick? He says also in A Clockwork Orange. It says 700 items, so wow. I gotta believe. I have to believe that. He said, it's clear to me that this meant a great deal to him as he was given so many gifts, uh, pictures, trophies, shirts, awards, and he kept them all, every single one. He enjoyed the fans. That's awesome. And, loved, and, and they loved him. Mr. Prowse was a great collector himself. It seems everywhere he went, uh, he would collect autographs, and sometimes he would get signatures that nobody else uh, would be able to get. So there's uh, a great signed uh, photograph of Sir Alec Guinness, of course, who played Obi-Wan Kenobi, stood alongside Prowse on the set, and you just find those types of things. Uh, you don't find those types of things in any other collections. Uh, so that's going to go on sale. It's a lot of stuff. Do you think Anakin made love to Amidala, or was it like a full-on... Group bang, sex? Bang. No, like a bang sex. Or do you think... Was it love or was he just looking at... No, no, no. It up? was love. It was love. But that session that made Leia and Luke yes. in particular. Was it rough? Is that what was you're Was it rough is okay. what I'm asking. Was he like tugging on a ponytail? Yeah. What makes you... Why? I don't know. I just sort of think of like... <laughs> <laughs> he belongs to a group. <laughs> it would it be better if it was a little rougher for you? Uh, no, oh. no. I would prefer that uh, that they were made... <laughs> In love. Like Pat, like born of love. Like just soft music in the background. I really like you. <laughs> uh, Hayden Christian was so and I I, I I like him, but yeah. I I hope he's he was so um borderline weepy yeah. and douchey yeah. in the in those movies. It got better and I and I, I look forward to seeing him rejoin the series as an older guy, perhaps less Inclined to look like a space pussy. <laughs> I love space pussy. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in, in the series Obi Wan Kenobi and goes know, to school. They've they've done such a good job at um, you know with the Mandalorian with uh, oh, so you know, good with everything on Disney Plus that it's got to be better than what it was for episodes one through three. All right. Well, if you're a fan, maybe you can get your hands on some of that stuff. Uh, we have got to take a break. We have got uh, the bizarre file coming up, and we have another opportunity for you to win the President Steve money clip. You know what else we have? We have a new Daily Rush video. Uh, it's called Transformer Charcuterie Board. Uh, it says level up your snack tray with a bronze spread, uh, Energon cubes, zinc chips, and platinum dip. Uh, and you can watch it now at PrestonSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. Stay with us, because the money clip's on the way, as well as the bizarre file. We won't be gone long. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Liz DeLise. your local shots artist of the month for April. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. 
All right, let's do this B-File thing first, and then we'll uh, get to the money. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, here we go. We're going to start with this one in Washington State. A semi-truck hauling cheese had overturned along the Columbia River Gorge on Wednesday afternoon, spilling its load along the highway, and the driver blamed it on a bee sting. Bees? Yeah, the driver said that he had left Idaho and was heading to Oregon when he was stung by a bee. I guess it had flown into the cab. Yep. The truck veered off the western shoulder and audio. scraped against the guardrail for about 300 feet, feet before heading down an embankment and rolling over. Some cheese did tumble down the embankment into nearby Roland Lake, but crews were able to keep a small diesel leak from getting into the water. The truck was the only vehicle involved, and the driver wasn't hurt. Troopers removed all the cheese from the road. What kind of cheese? It was debris. Oh! <laughs> As in brie. I love it. No, I didn't say. No. Uh, so, and they were able to reopen the lanes, though there was, is a still quite a mess to clean up along that road. Oh, it was man. for a couple of days, anyhow. We're looking at the wreckage. It's substantial. Yeah, yeah. A COVID-19 lockdown rule breaker has been very honest about why she broke the rules. Uh, Louise Whelan drove across the River Mersey from the Wirral to Liverpool in the U.K. because she says she knew that there were, quote, quote loads of fit fellas in the city. Ooh. When she was pulled over on uh, May 4th, this happened last year, during the first lockdown, she told police that she had dropped off her niece and was going shopping. She eventually confessed her real reasoning to the officer that pulled her over, and he says that uh, he told her uh, she was looking for fit fellas and said that it was not a reasonable excuse uh, that she would be reported for breaching COVID-19. So she was just looking for fit fellas? Fit fellas. And uh, for what purpose? Uh, she likes the look of fit fellas. Okay. Authorities in Panama on Friday intercepted an unlikely smuggler. It was a fluffy white cat ah. bearing an assortment of drugs in a pouch tied to its body as it tried to enter a prison. Uh, the feline was stopped outside the Nueva Esperanza Zale, Jail, uh, which houses more than 1,700 prisoners. The animal had a cloth tied around its neck that contained wrapped packages of white powder, leaves, and vegetable matter. Uh, they were likely cocaine, crack, and marijuana, according to an official. Uh, it's not the first such attempt at a critter crime. Prisoners use food to lure animals to them once the creatures had been unloaded unlo- with drugs by people on the outside. So is the, does the cat have a lawyer now? Well, no, they're going to take it to a pet adoption center. Oh, all right. He's a cat. Yep, he is a cat. <laughs> He's a cat. <laughs> The defense rests. <laughs> Your Honor, I think we've said enough here. He's a cat. <laughs> Your case is absolutely unimpeachable. <laughs> and then one last story. A South African couple's home security camera captured the moment one of their dogs rescued the smaller dog from drowning in the backyard pool. He's a dog. <laughs> He's a cat. Byron and Melissa Fennerin said that they returned to their home to find Chucky, their toy Pomeranian, was mysteriously wet. They checked their security camera for clues and found 13-year-old Chucky had fallen into their backyard pool while walking next to it. And the video show then shows Jesse, the couple's 7-year-old Staffordshire Bull Terrier, circle the pool, watching Chucky struggle, and eventually pulled the dog out with the mouth. That's with the awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the, did uh, CPR, right? Uh, the couple says that they will be Come inst- on, live! installing a cover for the pool <laughs> to keep the dogs safe when they are not at home. And there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File. It is 10 o'clock. We need to do this. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve Money Clip. Do it live! Now, here's your Money Clip keyword. All right, keyword that could win you the cash is sweet. Sweet. S-W-E-E-T. Sweet. Sweet! You have, sweet. You have, sweet. 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 You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do this. You can text it to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Hyundai City. So, one more time, your keyword for the hour is SWEET, S-W-E-E-T. Good luck to you. Come and get that money. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll do the lesson question. Trash, music, news. That stuff's up next. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, let me see. Lesson question today. We're going to give away a pair of tickets for the Dry Dean 400 NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. And that is on Sunday. Uh, so let's see if we can get a question here. I apologize. I should have looked earlier, but let's go with this one. Who sponsored the fleshlight that ended up on Mars? 215 263 WMMR. Okay. Uh, who who sponsored the fleshlight that ended up on frickin' Mars? Frickin' Mars. 215-263-WMMR. By the way, the average temperature, uh, Charlie, is about negative 81 degrees Fahrenheit. Frickin' cold. Yeah, really cold. Um, all right. Uh, and in the meantime, we're going to do the trash while we're waiting for your call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by uh, Horizon. You can get your air conditioning ready for warmer weather. Book Horizon's complete 21-point AC tune-up now for $59. Plus, get up to a pound of refrigerant for free if your system needs it. Horizonservices.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, model Amelia Hamlin, seen out and about in Malibu with boyfriend Scott Disick and his eight-year-old daughter Penelope. Amer- apparently, Amelia and Penelope immediately hit it off because they go to the same school. <laughs> oh, my God. Model Nicole Peltz, revealing she's been wearing her fiancé Brooklyn Beckham's wisdom tooth on a necklace for the past few months. Not to be outdone. Actor Har- Army Hammer revealing his golf back is actually a human uterus. Oh, it's pretty disgusting. And finally, a very rare spotting of legendary sex symbol and former Dynasty star Joan Collins as she went out to dinner with her husband in L.A. 
Later, the 87-year-old femme fatale was seen flirting wildly with the Golden Corral pudding attendant. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give something away. Let's see if we can find an answer to the lesson question. Uh, who sponsored the flashlight that ended up on Mars? And it is Frank that we're going to go to. Hey, Frank, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? All right, Frank, who sponsored the flashlight that ended up on Mars? That would be the great Lisa Ann. You are correct. You got it, Frank. Hang on a second. We have for you, sir, a pair of tickets for the Dryden 400 NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway, and that's on Sunday, May 16th. NASCAR is back at Dover International Speedway, May 14th through the 16th. You can get tickets now at DoverSpeedway.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Really? Yeah. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years, four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn more at admoyer.com. Avenged Sevenfold's 2010 album Nightmare and its 2013 follow-up Hail to the King has been officially certified platinum. Uh, Meanwhile, this past March, the band's 2003 sophomore album uh, Waking the Fallen was also certified platinum. On the same day, the LP's lead single, Unholy Confessions, was certified gold for accumulating 500,000 certified units. Uh, the only other Avenged Sevenfold album to achieve platinum status in the U.S. is the band's third LP, 2005's City of Evil. As far as when the next uh, album will come out, according to M. Shadows, he said, it doesn't make sense for us to put one out now uh, and not be able to tour it. The world has changed. Putting out a record on Spotify without touring for a rock band, it just doesn't make sense to us. So we're going to wait till everything is back, and then we'll come out with a record, finish it up, and we will be good. Three of Tool's albums sold another million copies apiece in the United States, and they were certified as such just last week by the Recording Industry Association of America. Uh, those included their 92 debut, Undertow, the 2001 release, uh, Lateralist, and 2006's 10,000 Days. Undertone Lateralists went from being two-time multi-platinum to three-times multi-platinum, while 10,000 Days achieved double platinum certification for the first time this month. The boost in certification is likely due to the fact that Tool's music is now available on streaming services. Prior to the band's August 2019 release, uh, Fear uh, Inoculum, Fear uh, their back catalog was unavailable to be streamed, so now it has opened up that world to them. That's good news for Tool fans. Mick Jagger revealed that he would work with Dave Grohl again. He had, uh, while publicizing (laughs) uh, the pair's new single, Easy Sleazy, on BBC Radio, Jagger said, I think this is just a one-off thing. I mean, I'm not saying I won't ever want to play with Dave again. I'd love to. I'd love to do some things uh, with him, but this is just a one-off for now. It's just a fun thing. He spoke about how they connected in the first place. He said, we met quite a few times We played together on Saturday Night Live. We did a couple of shows together. We did a jam in New York. I'm not saying we're the closest of friends or anything, but we've kind of kept in touch. I really like his style. He's a great musician, a very all-around guy. He can play a lot of instruments really well, and he's kind of really rocky and lots of energy, which I like, he says. And, yeah, so maybe he does an impression. What's wrong with your lip? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so he said, I thought the Rolling Stones are a band that very much works in a room, together in a room, and that wasn't possible. 
Uh, Jagger went on to talk about how Easy Sleazy came to be. Recalling, so I thought to do this song, this is going to have to have someone that's going to be working remotely. And I bet Dave is in L.A. in his house. And I bet his studio is in his house, which of course it is. So it was very easy. And I said, well, what do you think? Would you like to do it? And he said, send me a song. I'm going in tomorrow. I love it. So he just did it straight away. Uh, So that was really easy. He said he's a very easy person to get on with. So it was fun doing it with him. I wouldn't doubt if they do something again. No, I'm I'm, I'll bet on it. And then one last story. Pearl Jam guitarist Stone Gossard admitted that he was blown away by Guns N' Roses' 1987 debut, Appetite for Destruction. Uh, UltimateGuitar.com reported that during an online chat with Ann Erickson, Gossard explained to me when Guns N' Roses came out, they were refreshing in the sense, not necessarily every song, but I could hear elements of Seattle sound, Seattle in there. And they were way tougher than what was going on at the time in Los Angeles. That is, it's so easy. Mr. Brownstone, Welcome to the Jungle. All those tracks are phenomenal. They're just incredible. You wouldn't think that for a guy who was deep into the grunge world. But yeah. he was way into it. Gossard went on to say that he wasn't put off by how fierce the band sounded. He said, I love hard rock. So that wasn't a leap for me. But I do think that Duff was the punk element in that band. I think he is the element that is making that toughness come through as well. He said that uh, Guns N' Roses uh, was an undeniable musical force for rock fans. He said it's a surprising and exciting story to tell, and the music speaks for itself. Again, you can put it on and kind of go, this is cool, immediately, and you don't have to really think about it, and the arrangements of the song. So he is a big fan, and that is what we have That's in, all you need. in music news. Although I do need to uh, to point out another musician, a guy named uh, Jacob Panic, who we had on about bongs and banjos. Yes, yeah. That's his YouTube channel. He uh, commented on our 420 post today. Ah, okay. On the Preston and Steve account, and he said, Happy Holidays. <laughs> Days. I think there's a new song that came out today, too. Yeah, I saw him post one earlier today. All right, uh, we're going to break. We're going to come back in a second. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize is what is up next. See what's up for tomorrow and more. Stay with us. Temple of the Dog at 30. Why it sounds different now. A deep dive into what went into the groundbreaking album by Beasley Managing Editor Brian Ives. Plus, see exclusive photos from their first concert at the Tower in 2016. And check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush with Burt Kreischer, live from Serbia. 10.31, and we are coming to the end of today's broadcast today, uh, but a very much enjoyable one today. We gave away some money. We met some new people. We played a game. We, we did. We hashed some old clips. Bill we, liked the game. Bill did like the game. So was happy. We'll have to play it again for yeah. sure. we got plenty of uh, plenty of things left that we can throw into that. It was called Clips Ahoy, by the way. <laughs> It's the name. Uh-huh. And I want to thank uh, Mr. Brian Scary, National yes. Geographic. He's not scary. No, not scary at all. Uh, Secrets of Way of the Whales, four-part Disney Plus original series directed by James Cameron, narrated by Sigourney Weaver, premieres on Earth Day, which is Thursday on Disney Plus. And a uh, very cool, very nice guy. Um, so we're happy to talk to him. And we're also happy to give away a Preston and Steve themed tattoo oh. because today is Tattoos Day. And throughout the morning, people had texted in, try and win, and we have randomly chosen one, and it is Tiffany Montoro. Oh. Oh. 
Uh, and Ooh. Tiffany is from uh, Morrisville, Pennsylvania. And so we are going to set her up with the $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you can take a look at their artwork. They're located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. And you can go to floatingworldtattoos.com or if you're on Instagram, at floatingworldtattoos. And you'll be able to check that out. And I'm sure we'll give away another one next week, which should be pretty sweet. Uh, reminder that uh, Pierre will have your next chance to win money. It's the Preston and Steve money clip, and he will have his word to pass along to you at noon today. And then he'll have another chance at two. And then Jackson will have four and six. And then That's Jackie awesome. Bam Bam with a chance at eight as well. So make sure you are paying attention. And also, if you go to the MMR app, you can get alerts sent to you right before we reveal the word. And if you enter that way, Preston, you can win $10,000. Right? Yeah, that's true. Through the app, you can do that. So, But it, it'll be nice to be reminded in case you're away from your radio or whatever. Yeah. It'll let you know. You tune in real quick, hear it, and then you enter the word. You go on about your business, and you might win the money. It's sponsored by Hyundai City. It's nice. Uh, which is cool. I want to take a moment to... Do we have sponsors today? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me we thank don't. our... Sponsors from the Preston and Steve Show. Today's program. Oh, hang on. We didn't do the letter of the day yet. Oh, you're right. You're right, 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 right. Oh. I apologize. My fault. Let's do the letter of the day. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. A, that's an American Idol. And we have a $300 prize giveaway from Aspiration with an Aspiration debit card. You can choose to plant a tree with every purchase. And you'll get up to 10% cash back at environmentally friendly partners and access up to 20 times the interest of a traditional bank. Get complete details when you sign up for a better world at aspiration.com slash green. Uh, the Preston and Steve show has been brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and also brought to you by Duncan, uh, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve show. Uh, tomorrow's program should be fun. We are going to have... Uh, a little visit to Fox Good Day, which is what we do on Wednesdays. And then we will also have the founder and creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Yeah. Of, believe it or not. That's right. You would not believe chicken. Yes. Yeah, there's a ton of them. <laughs> How many books this guy has sold? There's a, a, a boatload. Uh, it's 500 million. It's oh un- yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. I've really? never heard numbers that it's high before. Chicken soup. Uh, so Mark Victor Hansen is his name. So we'll talk to him. And then we also have uh, a gentleman named Jim Davidson. He actually survived an avalanche yes. on Mount Everest. Uh, so that should be a pretty interesting conversation. He so, actually ate his copy of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Wow. That's you got to do what you yeah. got to do at that point. So that is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. Pierre Robert is going to take great care of you. Stay with him. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map.